Ryan, <laughs> Ryan can sing. Uh, you know, people do, do bring things out of me. You, you haven't heard me sing? I've heard you sing. I've heard you sing on record. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't count. Backup Let vocals. me tell you, it was painful. Backup vocals. <laughs> what kind not, of backup vocals did Ryan sing? I don't know what we're doing. It's hot in here. That, that's oh, an alley. That's of bad fathers. That keeps me moving. <laughs> was that There's a lot yeah. of fear. That's a scary song. Where that's where uh, that's where it's a. You keep saying band names. Band names. I can oh, I can trim oh, off the front. Oh, yeah, there it is. But it's okay because we are. I've already learned my lesson. I have not learned my lesson. The, the Larry Dickman show is is now is, it's editable. It's on the it's on the air. You can make it. What was the name you're putting in for when you taught your sister and she was put, dropping names all over the place? Gary. Gary. So every time she said a name, he just put a voiceover she in kept, there. She kept referring then, to her. And then my her, friend Gary. Yeah. So you had to go back through every instance <laughs> yeah, of that and yes. punch that. That's great. Over. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, we, that won't happen again. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was one of our uh, old band's original songs, if you will. Uh, those who what's are, the name of that one? It was called Gary. <laughs> that's a, that, oh no the the name of the song. You know, even then they could still trick it back to what I band. I can it smell was. the heat coming off of that track. Yeah, Gary. Gary. That's a summer jam. Oh, it is. It is. Are we? Is this it? Are we on lunch hour? Is it, are we hot and we're warm? hot? We're hot. We're hot and warm. It's spicy. People at home might be hearing uh, uh, our guest artist today. Kyle. Kyle. Guest, guest visitor. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's mom's a big fat bitch. Kyle. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. So give us give give me since I'm I'm I've I've just met Kyle. That's right. So this is a this is a wonderful day for me and the rest of America. A truly day to be remembered. It is. It is a day. So I'm super excited, uh, and I'm I'm wondering about you guys' relationship. Obviously, you guys met in a band. Yeah. The uh, first time I ever saw this guy. Kyle, um, uh, the band I was in was auditioning guitar players, and he shows up with a twelve pack of Coors Light and a guitar and ready to rip. Isn't it funny how you remember things incorrectly or That's differently? Than I is that remember. not right? You you came in with it your was, twelve pack, and the fact it, that it you was perhaps blue ribbon. Okay, so I should. Oh, go. I was going to have more respect for the silver bullet. No, but that's, uh, well, I drink, that's this is my drink. That's why. Okay. I, okay. In my defense, since I've known him. It's been nothing but Coors Light since then, pretty much. I thought, you know, it was in Hollywood. Maybe we should be more hipster. Uh, okay. Well, so he thought it through. Showed up, 12-pack of beer. It was all very it. calculated. It was awesome. We got in the band, and from there, had a great time, played some shows, got a, to know each other. A great time. A really We had multiple time. great times. Yeah, like... Any 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 of those times where you're kind of looking at each other through bar cells, like <laughs> I don't think anyone ever got arrested yeah. or got in a fight. No, like, shouldn't have taken is... shouldn't have taken that. It is yeah. surprising. <laughs> she seemed she seemed all right. You know, there we, were there were some of those. Were you there? Uh, were you there down in Beverly Hills and we wore the loincloths? Sure. Okay, see so there there's where we should have gotten. To I a fight. can't forget that one. No. <laughs> there's where we should have gotten. My to mom fight. was at that show. <laughs> Yeah, that one and the midget wrestling was one of our highlight shows. That was down as well. here, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Near, You're right. Near, near, That's right, Marina. So yeah, so we go back. I guess what year was that when we were in Bad Father? Nine, two thousand ten. So we go ten years. We got about ten years under our belt. Good lord, that's friendship. I felt every year of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's called male bonding. Haven't you ever even seen Wild Hogs? It's not true. He's probably forgot about. I knew the guy who did the music for that though. <laughs> oh, Wild Hogs for Wild Hogs. Yeah. Oh, okay. that was a line from Hot Tub Time Machine. He's like, you want me to... What are you, a bunch of dudes sitting in a hot tub naked? That sounds so gay. He's like, it's called male bonding. Haven't you even seen Wild Hogs? That's amazing. That is still one All of right. my favorite movies to date. Everybody's it's like, what are your good. top 10 like island movies? And I'm like, when are, you, know, you know, the ones on a desert island. I'm like, how would I play them? 
Let's just imagine you had a way to play a movie <laughs> and you only had, you know. Us, he's, he's the quintessential, hey, would you rather? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what are the top ten with... movies that you'd take right. to a desert island? And I throw out, you know, everybody else tries to get all, like, regal with it. And Citizen Kane, of course. I'm like, yeah, because you play that shit all the time. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want, like, Casino. I want Hot Tub Time Machine. I think Casino's on my list, too. Yeah, dude, go. Wolf of Wall Street was, I mean, a lot, uh. of, a lot of Scorsese, but, I mean, Donnie Darko, hate to say it. I mean, that was, and that is where we part ways. Richard, yeah. it's really been he, great, he guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, you didn't like Donnie Darko? No. Oh, what no. was so bad about it that you hated? Just all of it. <laughs> Just pretty much from from second one. Yeah, <laughs> from second one to the credits. The fucking bunny and his face and yeah. He was it? You, you're not going to get that tattoo on your arm? No. 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 And that just wasn't for me. It didn't speak to me. I, he sees all kinds of. Yeah, stuff that you don't like. There's all sorts of meaning in these movies. That, yeah, my you problem with I just want to be entertained for yeah. two hours. Are you not entertained? I will watch anything. Yeah, honestly, any if it's garbage, my wife is like, yeah. you know, twenty minutes in, she's like, "This is unbearable." We got to turn. I'm like, "Let's just see where this goes." Yeah. Well, you might not know this, but he comes from movie back. Uh, ben comes from movie background stuff, films making stuff in another in another life. Yeah. Well, you saw our you saw the the the. Oh, the fake commercials? Oh, fake yeah, commercials. Yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. priceless, by the way. Yeah, he's he's a huge fan, and he shot. Well, we want to do big, more of them, but I'm a big fan of the writing, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all came together. It with was that. very collaborative, and and if you can believe it, it was scripted down to the letter. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot believe it. Yeah, no, exactly. it was not. It was very <laughs> good, good on you. It yeah. was very much yeah. like, hey, everybody, uh, you're good at what you do. I'm just gonna shoot this motherfucker and see what happens. Sure. And that's sure. how it went down. So yeah, we got to do more. We got to do more of those. They were fun. You want to? You want to be an actor? You I know how I to act. Nope. He just wants me to be an actor. Yeah, I cannot act. You can't. I cannot. Why? I just can't do it. I'm not good. <laughs> that's Please. probably why you'll be great. Everybody can. If you're in a band, <laughs> yeah, you're you can acting. act. Right? You're, you're a performer. So I mean, and ultimately, don't we act a little bit every single day? Have you ever had your wife sure. come in and say, sure. "Do you like my haircut"? Yeah, there's got to be a little. There's a little bit of salesmanship going on in every day. Of our salesmanship. Okay, that's you what change, you're gonna go with. Yep. I'm, a, I'm not an actor. I'm a salesman. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not an all the world the stage guy. You know what I mean? Uh, no, yeah. I have an off switch. Ultimately, though, isn't salesmanship and acting just sure. two different forms of lying? Yeah. Well, the lying. Now you make it sound a little bit nasty. Well, it is in one way. <laughs> you're pretending. You are pretending, but there's a there's a little hint of malice in the lying part. Mm, true. Maybe it doesn't exist. True. Maybe part. maybe I'm not talking. One's entertaining. I'm not talking about malicious lying. I'm talking about lying in the sense that like you don't know, tell her she looks fat. Yeah, you're not going with 100 percent of the truth. Sure. Yeah, when that guy's trying to sell well, nobody you, nobody does that. Right. At least yeah. not not a wise person. Right. But you know there is there is a hint of deceit or at least uh, omittance when it comes to absolute truth sure. in your day-to-day especially when you're trying to to convince somebody that their interests align with yours right so selling ideas selling policies yep. yeah yeah sounds like business so yeah. and okay you've been pretty good at sales so. so we i think we touched briefly on this and i think every time we talked about something when you were on the way up you kept saying I, you know what i've got a lot to say on this yeah if we get started now i'll never stop so <laughs> it's true i'm gonna break into oh, one of the first ones so uh parenting you're you're soon to be parent to number two, number less, one, less number than one a month, I think. Yes, we're in the like final. I mean, really, it's any day now. She's full term, so it's just. Goes oh wow! Until it... All right, so let's just move right into our new segment called "Ask an Expert." 
right here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I, How old are yours? Uh, I've got a one-year-old. One Boy? The, yeah, no, she's the girl. Oh, the one-year-old. Yeah, I call, I call it my, my clinger and my singer. My mm. son's a tornado, and my daughter is uh, has severe separation anxiety sure. from her mother. <laughs> Cannot walk four feet without crying her eyes out and assuming that somebody's going to come running. So, um, yeah, I've got the four-year-old who... Um, he's a little firecracker. He is a yeah. He's he beats to his own drum. Uh, everybody says he's just like me, but I don't. I, but it, I don't play the drum. That I was super annoying. If ah. that's who I was, mm. um, and I don't mean like me. He's annoying, but I mean he's he's just got such a motor on him, it's endless. So I guess for a first parent going into this, what what expectations do you I, have, I man? I don't know. I don't know. No, what have you learned over the past uh, <laughs> seven or eight months? Uh, patience. Yeah. That's yeah. a problem. Trying to learn very patience. Well, patience with a pregnant woman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, late night ice cream requests and yeah. foot rubs. And she's pretty of... amazing. I, she's out there working out, doing squats, going there. And just she's really been a been, trooper. I mean, really, she. Workforce. I think she's got the, the right body for pregnancy, and it, she hasn't really complained too much. I think it's been – you hear about people that have these really nightmarish pregnancies yeah. and they bitch about everything, and it's really awful. Getting pregnant in a lot of cases is the hard part <laughs> for right. some people. Yeah. And then when you finally get there – you're like, I'm so excited. And then it's just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, she worse. can't drink. Yeah. And she hates it if I do in front of her. But then she tries alcohol, like a, a glass of wine. She's like, I don't even want it. I don't even want it. I've not been drinking. So I have a glass of wine because I want to dinner with people. And the doctor said it was okay. And it doesn't even taste good. You know, like, but she still hates it if I drink. Right. You know? and I'm yeah, sure I definitely, I've abused that. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I, I assume most, a little bit. Yeah. most of the dads. <laughs> to my detriment, uh, rather. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> for me, it was a lot of um, it was a lot of building furniture and a lot of preparation. My mom called it nesting. Uh, for what that's that worth. is the term, right? I think so. Yeah. No, but I don't know what to expect, I, and I try not to have too many expect expectations. Do I, you know uh, the sex of the baby? Is, we're having a boy. Yeah. You lucky son of a gun. I'm excited. No, I'm really no excited. wedding on that one. <laughs> And when I had a daughter, and I'll be the one to say this, um, based off of my wife and kind of her family, and she was just she was very one of those traditional women. Like um, her mom is a stay-at-home mom. Like her entire vision of of life was, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, and I want to be a homemaker, and I want to do all these things. Didn't want to go out and conquer the world. Didn't really care about having a career or any of those things. My older sister's like that. My youngest sister likes having a job, doing her own thing, but she also does. But I imagine with my wife, just kind of based off of her her mother and herself, who my daughter's going to have the most experience with, that's what's going to happen. So I'm imagining it's going to be a very pricey wedding and a big waste of money on college. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. You know, sounds go out and right. get that degree you'll never use. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got baby Levi. That's right. He's you already named up. him. That's right. Oh, cool. I like that. I like that they named him already. So what are, you, what are you, in your mind, how is it playing out in the first steps? Are you thinking like, what do you, what, what you're going to be exposing him to? I, I think about that a lot, actually. I think probably spent the most time worrying about that. Oh, why is it a worry? Should there should be some level of excitement where oh, you're like I'm, he's going to be into music and he's yeah, going to be into math no, and totally, science? And... I just want him to be a rich athlete so that I can retire. 
That's... And uh, if, he's, if he has any any of my genes, it could be possible, right? You know, well, I'm going to tell you this right out of the gate. Don't expect it to happen in the first four years. Uh, <laughs> he can be a golfer. Yeah. He can get started playing I'm golf. telling right. you right now that the purses on the professional toddler golf tour is not it's low. What, no. It's low. It, you can buy lunch with it. You know. Hey, I mean, when, it's not... when you're raising a baby, one lunch paid for. That's a win, it's right? Quite a win. It's a win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of raising babies. You get you build up your arms from carrying children around. Yeah, I I think uh, about yeah what sports to put him in and what music to show him and is he going to be musically inclined? Can he you know was he going to inherit that part or not? Or I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. So, are you like a California born and raised? No, I'm from Kansas originally. Okay, so you're a Midwesterner. Farmstrong. Nice. Yeah. So. You're you're out here. You're laying. I'm here for almost 15 years now. So you're laying. Oh yeah, I've, I've, I feel like adequately transplanted. Definitely, but once again, your roots are in Midwest. Very but much now so. your roots, your cho- your kids' roots. I mean, what born at Cedar Sinai and Beverly Hills? No. You know, <laughs> no, but in yeah, out in the suburbs. Yeah, but I mean, it's a California mentality, and it's a lot different than what we. I mean, I know you probably like me. You grew up playing t-ball, where. You know, you played your nine innings. Uh, you had ki- it was hurting cats. Everybody was running around all over the place. Nobody knew. But they they taught you to be competitive, and only the winners got a trophy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I hope that it's hard I hope find. that I'm far enough away from LA that we still get a little bit of that. And and actually in Ventura County where we are, it does feel a little bit more country, a little bit more country, a little bit more conservative. And well, so there might be some more elements of that than are here. Maybe I would, I would say the state in general. It's pretty left leaning. Sure, there's pockets, yeah. but yeah, and you can find them. I mean, they're there. But a lot of that comes to, I think, maybe parenting, right? Because uh, if you talk about the kid not and not everybody winning or not everybody getting a trophy or whatever, not, not raising tough kids, that's the environment that they're in. Maybe at school or that's what they're exposed to all the time. I worry about that a lot, and I worry about you know Outside bringing up influence. a kid and. Yeah, bringing up a kid in like the social media age that worries me the most. We have, yeah. we have that that horse has no ribs. We've kicked that one pretty hard. Yeah, I keep bringing it up. I'm like, but I don't. How? <laughs> How's it gonna work? I don't know. It seems like a much more hostile and dangerous place than yeah. we ever had it, particularly yeah. in Kansas. I had a very simple and I kind of idyllic. Well, growing up, we, I, we all could probably say the same. I mean, we didn't have to walk through gun detectors when we were going to elementary school. Yeah, you know, we had tornado drills, not active shooters. Right, right. And, exactly. And, yeah, the same. We all watched mm-hmm. the Challenger blew up. It was like we had a different, we had a different deal. We didn't have if you wanted to talk to a chick on the phone, and you were the lucky. You had to call them. Yeah, you had to get on. <laughs> and you, had, you had to dial the number, and you had them. to talk to their dad or their mom. Oh right, um, before hi, yeah. Mrs. Star. I had a homework question. You know, yeah. like it was, and yeah. and if you were the lucky dude, <laughs> that's the euphemism for yeah. Well, can I speak to you? Now? Yeah, that was yeah, our exactly. that was our Netflix and chill. You know, <laughs> well when I when <laughs> we're going to do homework, <laughs> I talked to my sister, my nephew. You know, I can't imagine like back in the day, middle school, high school, you make that phone call and you're on the phone talking. Nowadays, he's 11, 12 years old, and they're FaceTiming for hours on end in their bedroom at night, and they're FaceTiming. That's just. A whole nother level. Getting dick pics. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's got to be pretty sad. <laughs> At that age. Yeah. I mean, like, check check out these little grapes. You like what you see? What do you think? It's different. I know. It's not full form, but it's still got the rod shape. You know? Yeah. It's not. It, it doesn't so, look like it's gotten worked over quite yet. Yeah, no. The no. information age uh, is, I don't. can't imagine raising children in it. 
I it's mean, hard. You guys, you guys are you're knee deep. And <clears throat> you're to almost toe we're, deep. We're toe deep. Yeah. It's very hard to think about, but you know, transitionally, you got to think. Well, when are your kids getting a phone? Oh, they. My kids already have iPads. No, this is really you know, something you got to think about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you're. I, I will. I will likely. I would put money on the fact that you will be getting an iPad or a Kindle. Like in my case, uh, I have, as you can see, quite a few like electronic components that he get his way around. The they computer. get kind of aged out, and I either repurpose them for something else uh, or I hand them down. So I've got tablets that people have come to me with over the years and said, here's, you know, parents or friends or whatever. They're like, this is a iPad one or an iPad two or an iPad three or whatever. And it's, you know, it just won't work. It just doesn't work. And I'm like, he's like, you can have it. If you can't get it fixed, I'm like, I can get it fixed. He's like, nah, I already got it. I already bought a new one. And then you have all this. And now I've got another one. I'm like, okay. So I just reformat the whole thing, you know, go and have a battery replaced. It works just as good. And so now you've got an iPad that your kid can trash. If you want to be able to save money on babysitters and have that imp- – if you don't want to have to plan everything that you do, you're going to have an iPad. There's just no two ways about it. And, it's, and you, you control the content that's on there. So I'm not saying give your kid an iPad uh, and, and let him watch <laughs> – Learn how to yeah, grow up. And let him watch porno or whatever. <laughs> you know, you take off all of the apps that – you know, you, I mean, when we were young, they would put us in front of the TV. You know, we would watch, right? So you, so you could have adult time. Yeah, it's similar, but I, I guess I just wonder if that's not too young to start the screen, start the the eyes down permanent screen thing. Uh, from I will, such a young age. I will say, so long as and you also at that distance, heavy regulation. I think right. right. There's this time you can. Well, there's two. Time. There's two purposes for it, right? And one is 100 about mobility because you have to poop. Mm, well, that's that's why we that's why I have one. Uh, I wouldn't touch my iPad for anything if I were you. That thing is just just a fecal mess. But um, my kids' iPads uh, typically are used only when we go out to eat. So if we we go down to the local pub down the street and have you know bar food at five o'clock before it turns into a drunk fest or the Mexican restaurant or, or go, we want to go out, you'll find. That their attention span, they, they want to get active. You know, they get through their mac and cheese real quick. And then it's, what am I going to do? And you can't sit and have a conversation with your wife. And you can't respect the other patrons of any restaurant that you go to unless you can keep their attention focused. And like I said, it's such you, a great tool. You but... can put. I know, but isn't that giving up? We didn't have that shit when <clears> we were <throat> at the dinner table or when we were at uh, restaurants growing up. And my, my mom probably smacked me and told yeah. me to shut up. Yeah, but that was the society that we lived in. Right. I know. I'm just. I guess I'm just saying. Like that's something I think about. You know, now people. If you go to a restaurant, pretty much every kid has an electronic device. But you'll also notice, unlike when we were growing up, it wasn't near as much of a madhouse. It's also very quiet. You're right. You go to a restaurant, it's like. You know, people get when a baby starts crying. Everybody's like, "What?" Yeah. No, that's the the upside. But I'm the downside is. uh, I'm with Kyle on the point that I don't want them to be like, "Oh, it's dinner time." That's when I. Well, you know, it's funny. My mom said something to me. Maybe um, just at restaurants. My mom said something to me really interesting when she was um, visiting last, and she said something to the effect of, if they're not going to go to church, because I don't plan on bringing them up in the church, um, how are they going to learn to sit still and oh, no. that exercise <laughs> that discipline for that amount of time? And I guess I never, I'd never thought of it as a, as a mechanism for teaching kids discipline and how to sit quietly for two hours and just know that for this amount of time, that's what you got to do. And so if that's how you're raised – 
at, when you go to the restaurant, you also apply that there. And if you condition them young enough, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. So I have to think that because I, I don't, you know. So you're on I, a different, like you're thinking on a, a very broad scale. I'm so just you're, saying you're I thinking, don't, when that when that time frame comes in, that's like, you know, five, six, seven, when you can sit down. When, when you're going, it was the terrible twos, then it's the terrible threes. I'm sure it'll be the terrible fours, you know. But the idea being that when they're kind of coming into their own cognition, um, it's very difficult to have any kind of an argument with them. And, and when you go to church, um which I, I'm not a big churchgoer by any means, but my wife is extremely Christian and she wants to raise the kids Christian. When she when she takes the kids to church, we go. Um, there's a there's a place that they take the younger kids so that they don't disturb the rest of the congregation oh, during I, the service. Yeah, I could have the ages wrong on that. I mean, there might have been like maybe it's one to four where you're just sort of you're elsewhere, and then from the, from but there's an age whatever that age is where you learn to shut up for however long, and it's control sure well, i agree and that one of those things has got to be dinner no matter right. where you are okay right. well here's another example and like i said it's all about mobility what do you do when you got to go on that long road trip I dad know. i don't know it's you do them often how, I do, how do you do well them? what did i do when I, I guess i would sleep i would maybe play your nintendo i didn't have a nintendo on the, in the car no the little nintendo game boy my parents did they didn't give me anything so i think i probably listened to music Okay, so you had, had a, I had maybe a, you had a, a CD or a, a cassette player. Yeah. First version of the iPhone. Right, cassettes. That's right. Something and to distract your mind. Uh, we would, or we'd listen to the radio, or I would sleep, or I would maybe draw in a book, or color, or something. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't remember, but I, I but I, you know, clearly game. didn't have phones, right? So it's just, these are just things I think about. And not in the, not because I want them to be different from all the other kids, but I'm not getting my kid an iPhone before he's old enough to respect what it is. Well, plus who wants to spend a thousand dollars on I want, Yeah, yeah there's no chance that. of that. <laughs> well, I want to chime in a little bit. I'll get him because... a cricket, like the shit that they're selling on Fox News to those old, to the old people that have super big buttons and they you can only use them as a phone. Like, that's going to be my oh. kid's first phone. <laughs> you know, like Granny fell down. Like, it's a flip phone. Yeah. Like, it'll be one of those where it's like, if you want to talk to somebody, you got 90 or minutes. Or just a pager. Time. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be the big yeah, son. <laughs> well, I remember my sister when 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 Next my nephew thing you know, was be in selling school. quaaludes, right, <laughs> right with his pager, <laughs> boobs. She was I know like, that is. she was like, I was like, you're gonna get him a phone already. She's like, he will stick out at school. He'll be made fun of at school if he's the only one without one. That's a problem, though. And that's a huge problem, right? But but it is a new. It's new. So is it a problem because we're just we're like, hey, this, we didn't grow up with that. Well, hold on. So tablets are actually um, part part of the deal. Like laptops and tablets, mm-hmm. especially the hybrid ones where you can get like a an iPad Pro or a Surface Pro or something like that. That's kind of the new vote because a lot of the curriculum for kids in schools, even starting now at the elementary age, so you well, don't have to buy books. You yeah, can... I hope that I hope that the, sure. the tablet industry just buries the textbook racket, because that's been going on forever. Yeah, that's, that's, so if you that's just have to download answer, the, the newest edition of the book and you read it, that's mm. fine. I'm not I'm not against the screen. Well, you don't like saying, spending $70 on an outdated it's textbook? It's such a racket. It's such a racket. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It gets worse in college. That, that'll happen. Because then they really... You know, nail you for it. Oh yeah, and, and all the so other much. school is. But like, just download the app to this college, and you've got all the courses. Yeah, and all of a sudden you can't you make it. Can't be a hundred billion dollar year business. A hundred thousand dollars of student debt, and it's all attributed to the books. Books. Yeah, and all they did books. was change the the titles of the chapters in like six words, and that's the new edition. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a happy medium. There's a part of us, and I think you are innately drawn to like we didn't have this growing up. I don't want to train them to be 
you know needing it or looking at it the whole time but then there's the other side of like this is a different time and this is a tool it's a new tool if we would have had it when we were younger it would have been integrated so there's a way to integrate it into your life and into your child's life the best you can with what you know about it those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it and unfortunately a lot of people who don't think about just how far humanity and our civilization, our society has come in the last 150 years. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah, if you look at our grandparents, <laughs> gra- our grandparents' parents, um, you know, the, we're like, what, four generations away from people who were pooping outside and had no electricity. Right. And it was all on well water. Imagine how they had to grasp with the fact that, you know, in their lifetime, all of a sudden now there's moving pictures and there's right. there's combustible gas cars and there's uh, all indoor plumbing and there's an electrical bill and I have a telephone and well I have an I have an interesting thought on that so the difference between that time and this time is that all the progress or advancement in technology up until um, the internet was meant to make things better improve the efficiency of life help in some way it was always there's no reason to so VHS tapes. There, it was yeah, it's a new medium. It's an easier way to share art or whatever. You and want to call pornography. It. Okay, well we can find the bad <laughs> in everything. Can't we? Well, no, but I'm just saying. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm technolo- arguing a point to say every technology can be used. Sure, but right. the difference between not having electricity and having electricity, we can have that debate, I guess. But usually, technology is moving the ball down the field, and then all of a sudden, the internet happens, and now the prolifer- proliferation of information is so great. It's overwhelming, and now there's and diluted, uh, yeah, and, and over lies and truth and too much stuff, information, yeah. And so you have to wonder if accessibility. When you try it, when you make the argument, well, that it's a tool, and if we had it, then we'd use it. That's true; it is a tool. But the tools we had in the past were almost universally looked at as helpful. This tool is got a lot of different uh, angles to so it. So you feel like there's more. Not no, not more hurt. Just needs to be respected and controlled, and you have to be disciplined about it. All right. So as internet is a medium, no matter which way you want to look at it, it's more of a platform. Yeah. Okay. It's a medium. I think those two things to me are the same thing: platform or medium. Okay. No, a medium, a, a platform is a host for media. Okay. But media, a medium, mm-hmm. right, is a general. Um, it's a, it's a, it's the way that the information is funneled. Right, so you can build lots of platforms through that medium. The internet is a medium, right? You can build all this different. You can have all these servers, and you can have phones, and you can have all this stuff. But it's all using the internet as a medium. Television is a medium, right? right. Radio is a medium. Okay, so so the internet is a medium. The internet is a medium for information. The television is an, is a medium for audiovisual. Radio is a medium for audio. Everything in the newspaper. Okay. Right. Point taken for sure. Newspaper strictly visual, just like right. You know. So what was your point? Burn ads. There's just so much more downside with what's available, and so. What do you think needs more most regulation? I'm not even talking about regulating anything. I'm just saying when it comes to kids who are a captive audience to whatever you put in front of them, they can either get Dumbo or you know Aladdin or Or whatever on courses from MIT online. Yeah, or or (laughs) whatever else you want to put on them that they have access to. I mean. Almost all of human information ever is capable mm-hmm. to be reached in this little device. So it's, whether it's controlled or not, I'm just saying. So we're just teaching people mm-hmm. very young 
that this is what they use. Yeah, this is what it they becomes do. like a, I think it becomes a whole. You thing. teach them how and when, right? I guess that's the approach that you would need to do is how and when to use this device that is a part of our the, world. Keep, keep this in mind. I don't. I'm not the one with the basis because I don't have children. I'm not down that road yet. I haven't even had to think about it like you have because it's coming and like you have because you're already there. But one thing I did hear that made a lot of sense was it's okay, and it's actually really good to allow your children to be bored. And it's probably really hard when you're raising a child to do that. But the first thing you want to do is give them the tablet because, oh, my God, stop saying dad, stop saying dad, stop, whatever it is. But it's it's a good lesson. I think it's part of what you're talking about. It's a good yeah. lesson to learn how to be bored. Being bored forces creativity. Right. So, so don't, right. you get to choose. I feel you, like that's a tip I can the offer. Other, the other big part of that, which is right along that same vein, is you don't – when it's when you have uh, from the time you can remember – access to all this information, you don't respect it. You don't have any discipline because you don't recognize the discipline that it took to get it. I agree. So you you just always, you just grew up sort of having, you know, if you can't figure out what something is, you just look it up. We couldn't do that. We'd have to go to the library and go get a book and read about it. Oh, our generation of kids is not going to be able to, to read their own handwriting. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but you see that like that, that thing funnels kids into an area that's, yeah, I think it, it, for as much information as available, it, completely stifles growth so, so you really have to motivate kids to look outside of that and try to find other areas and you know attendance in school sports is down and all kinds of things that are happening people are feeling more fragmented and and, and alone than they ever have even though we have more access than we ever had so i'm just saying i want to think about it more and i don't yeah. know the answer yeah but i, I don't want to probably get them on phones but so soon. it is a simple question you're facing an inevitable future it's already here. You're surrounded by it in pretty much any environment that you go to within the United States, unless you decide to move to Utah and take a third wife or whatever. I mean, you Mormonism. know, like unless it's funny you should bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all. It, it's all. You're you're surrounded by all I've this. We've twice. Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah, not going sorry, back. Sorry, yeah. Utah. Lose my number, baby. <laughs> so. Uh, the idea is if you're facing in this inevitable future, you know it. It's your job. Most people look at it like, oh, I have this choice, right? And this is the choice that I grapple with, right? My choice is either that uh, I'm I'm going to do my best to cut it off completely and control all of the content that my child views on television, that my child view. I won't get them a phone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what I can to suppress that as much as I can, which if you know anything about yourself growing up and somebody says hey you know don't do drugs don't drink beer sure. don't smoke don't do that you're going to find a way to go do it if it's something everybody else is pushing you to do you'll figure out a way to do it the other side of the argument and this is something that i don't want to do but i'm in the best position to do so and that is embrace the chaos and use it to my advantage as opposed to find myself disadvantaged by trying to control it Yes, and this comes from someone who is all tech. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there's a but we got to draw the line between <clears throat> active suppression and control. And what I'm really talking about more is discipline, teaching discipline, teaching um, how to be discerning about this information, which you can't teach a little kid. So, I mean, in the in the perfect scenario, like if you could wave a wand, which you can't, but I'm just hypothetically, if you could say before you gave them access to that, here are all the things you need to know and respect about this. Um, you know, be cautious. 
Yeah, sure. That's what you'd want to say. And, of course, that doesn't work in but practice. But that, that so comes you... down to your job as a parent. And that's going to be uh, th- that's going to be an evolving they, road they... that you travel. Your, your opinions are going to change. Sure. But they need to understand that much of their, particularly as a young kid to an adolescent to middle school to high school, so much of what their experience is on that is not real. And there's so much misinformation. Up, you know, so you much stuff on there. that, And they don't know that. They, to them, it is real. Yeah. And they don't get it. So... You know, you got to um, just be measured with the approach, I guess. And that that's what's going to be really hard to teach. And I, I've thought about that a lot. Do you think that most parents that you've encountered, obviously... Were... I think they've given up. And, and that's kind of what, almost what, not what you said, but... What I'm the, taking from you. The you approach, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that. It's like, it's, you know, I don't want my kid to feel different from everyone else right. or whatever. It's like, well, you know, so what? Maybe you right. have to feel different. And maybe you get bullied for that or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I, it's not it's not born from a place of... I want to protect them from the world. Mm-hmm. It's just that you, if you, you can't, write. if you can't respect something, you shouldn't have it. And that's mm-hmm. how I was raised. Well, that's why I, while at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at, like when I say he has his iPad, I, the content that he watches on that iPad is what I provide. So it's, it's, you know, Disney movies like Moana or like cartoons that he would be watching at home, like PJ Masks or whatever, just something that'll give me that 30 minute breather when he's getting restless at the end of dinner so that we can make it out the rest of the time. We don't even have the iPads out. We bring them with us just in case we suffer through a meltdown. Oh, absolutely. We also bring them in the car. If we we have tell or luckily you don't have them built into the back of your seat. We do the new the new infinity baby the new car infinity. I was kidding. I was like, you don't have an Escalade where it's built in the back. No, No, I have an infinity. But the problem with infinity is, compared to the rest of the world, that I I can only play DVDs. Which who wants to watch a four point six gig DVD movie (laughs) anymore? So you have to carry your like. Seven terabyte flash drive. Around no, it won't take a seven terabyte. It'll take a thirty-two gig USB flash drive. Oh, that and makes if, sense. If you want to play movies, they have to uh-huh. be in the DivX format. So now I'm just carrying around a stick of USBs that are thirty-two gig. Oh, they're cheaper, which is great. But I've got to convert <laughs> all of the television that I cut all the commercials out of, and then convert them to DivX, <laughs> so that I'm like, oh, what you know, what do yeah. we gotta do? So, yeah. but that's great for the cars. But if you don't have that. That's why you have that iPad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they got to be great for emergencies, of course. Yeah. I don't know. Dude. You want to fix your chair? You is it? What's wrong with it? You pull this thing out, and then it won't go so far back, and you can sort of sit up. This, now we're talking chair maintenance. We've moved oh, yeah, completely. There you go. That you can sit back. We've moved on. Yeah, I feel like sorry. a new man, though. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's good. I, I could tell where he was getting. I, was you like, can, yeah. this, I couldn't get it right. This yeah. is a fully functioning uh Cast you've, done pod a great, studio. you've done a great job. You here. motivated us. We got it all set up. We've made some, made some runs. But today. yeah, the the angle. See this little hinge right here. Yep. If you want to angle, get a little I bit see. more. No, I got it. I'm, I'm, this is good. More height on it. Um, so yeah, if anybody, we, we we drink beer here too. If you want another beer. Yeah, I'm gonna continue to. I'll be right back. Everybody, if, I think we'll down. just we'll just agree on a universal symbol. This means I need another beer, and this needs a, I need to go wank. Okay, I'll help you. <laughs> there he is. There he goes. But how far is the toilet? Uh. Right outside the door. They clean up real well out here. It's not. <laughs> we've got a guy. Um, no. you got to have a guy for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have to have a guy for so do you? So do you actually love Bulldogs or do you just put a kitschy sticker on your refrigerator? Uh, no. That's my baby do. Oh, no. Yeah, she died in 2018. But <laughs> she, sorry. Oh, sorry. no, no, no. It's cool. She's everywhere, man. Uh, but she was our, uh, she was a, a UGA mascot. Uh, descendant so we she she just yeah we love her i miss her uh, and i love it I, i've had lots of different breeds of dogs and and bulldogs bull, are the best. oh my god we have, we have two 
Oh, you do? Yeah. English? Uh, French. Oh, French are high-energy dogs. Not ours. Oh, really? Yeah, Lethargic? They're, they're just fat, lazy. See, if I could go into a French bulldog store and be like, give me the fat one. Like, That's what it, I wanted. Is it going to be fat? Will it, will it just continue he down the path? He can run of... for 15 minutes and he sleeps for 20 hours. That's, all, that's all I wanted. I want a dog. I didn't have to walk. I don't have to walk him if I don't want to. And he eats on schedule and he's potty trained and he's very nice. Well, here's another thing that you'll probably laugh at me about. about Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Um, like right on, on schedule with uh, technology and children. <laughs> um, when my sweet angel... My my little. Flower. I brought up his dead dog, and I feel terrible. Oh, doozy! I didn't realize. R.I.P. I love that dog, man. Oh, you're not gonna. You're, it's too painful to get another one. Uh, we're waiting because yeah. you didn't want to go through the puppy phase with babies Plus, around. Right when she left, I keep trying they to tell my wife that. first baby, and they're like, you was... can't potty train a, a dog, and, and they have those little needle around. teeth. They don't know what they're doing, and baby skin is, you yeah. know, yep. You don't, and they, you know, you don't want to end up with that kid who's got that scar because he. He was playing with the puppy and yeah. decided he was going to get in his face. And you the told puppy him about your little babies? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay, so good, he's got good. a couple Frenchies. Oh, they're adorable. Um, so I can't get a I – I don't want to get a new dog until my son is a little bit – is at least old enough to walk him. You know what I mean? So like maybe eight. So maybe three or four more years. Got to get him to mow the yard, yeah. pull the weeds. I don't have a yard. Lots of weeds. <laughs> Growing out fair. of the concrete, that's baby. That's not fair. Um, yeah, that's my, I think that's my favorite part about having a boy first is just the manual labor, you know, the yeah. slave labor. Yeah. I'm really, I'm highly interested in that. I don't think you're going to get the desired results. <laughs> I feel like I worked pretty hard for my parents. <laughs> I'm painting yeah. this picture like my parents were awful to me no. and I was just raised in a really terrible way. You seem like a pretty cool, collected I'm pretty well adjusted, you know, kind I just, of guy, uh, but I, I imagine your son, your, I don't know how your wife is. But she's gonna have to go along with it, yeah. And your and your disciplinary style, and if if she thinks you're too hard on him, guess who's going to I get think, the newspaper? I think when they're little, my <laughs> approach is to be fun, right? And and let them develop and, and just be fun and be goofy. And then That's as they dad, get so older, just be there. I want to be a, just a total ruthless dick. Really? You yeah. want to be like the the dad who's like? I don't want to be their friend. Don't you piss off my father? You're not there yeah. to be a friend. I don't, I don't there, want to be a want, friend. They want someone to tell them. And I don't. What I to wonder do. when that line is going to be. I don't know if it's seven or eight or nine, but whatever it is, when he starts being a dick, I'm going to be a bigger dick. Well, <laughs> that's my plan. That's, that's it. Hold me accountable. I'll come back in oh, a decade you know, and he'll tell me. Uh, he's going to be running to Uncle Ryan, going, yeah. "What the heck's wrong with him?" I'm like, I don't know. You got to stop being a dick to him. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not. I'm a zero tolerance. Yeah, he's zero I'm tolerance. Pretty low patient yeah. myself. Like, but he's only four, so I think when they're four, you know, oh, even you at, give him an inch. Even at four, that inch goes quick. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he's at particularly the... when you have so few inches to work with. Oh yeah, yeah. mother. Now my <laughs> son, my son surprised all of us. a sound bite for that one. Kadoosh. My son is packing heat. Yeah. He, uh... Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, we talked. About... It's, you did it's bring super surprising. Oh yeah. To all the whole family, everybody's like, "Didn't he's, get it uh... from my side," and I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, you did." Mm-hmm. But he's... uh. <laughs> yeah. But little horse. So yeah, uh, we... uh, I'll tell you when, when you say, "Hey, don't do this at this age," and then he does it. And then you say, don't do it. And then he does it again. And you say, don't do it or you're going to be in trouble or I'm going to take your toys or I'm going to do whatever. And then we could have a conversation about whether or not Mr. I'm a bigger dick is going to spank his kids. I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. So. I'm not opposed to physical violence. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but you'll find even at, the, even at like three or four that he'll start testing you. And sure. you'll be like, don't do that. Don't, don't hit me. And he'll be like, 
Oh, yeah. All that and stuff. he'd be like, hey, bro, you're just doing that because you know I told you not to. That kind of thing. Yeah. He, he um, can't reason with them. <laughs> dude, we could, head, we could head down this dark road or I, I can know. switch gears back. Well, if he was smart, and here's the joke we always say, if he was smart. You don't learn how to walk because once you start learning how to walk, it's all down. It's all down over there. People want you to get things for yourself. People want yeah. you to do things oh, for yourself. Oh, now you have a mortgage. But if you, but if you don't ever learn how to walk, you don't have to do those things. You don't have to go to school. You don't. You don't have to learn. Move me. I need to urinate. <laughs> See now, that's what I'm talking about. Roll me <laughs> to my bathroom lair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so also anyway. makes you super goddamn needy, Ryan. Yeah. Fucking and nobody wants point. to be around. Yeah, yeah nobody wants to be around a needy we, dick. We never had someone play devil's advocate on that one yet. <laughs> it always just seems so appealing. It really yeah. poked a hole right through that one. I, well, it's, you know, I don't have legs. <laughs> I don't have friends either. <laughs> we were just trying to invent a world where there was zero effort. You just yeah, miss. <laughs> like well, when, then just when, kill yourself. When did things get tough? When yeah. you actually had to start doing things for yourself. <laughs> I'd say around, you know, one, but two. When, but when you start doing those things, you really are excited because you get to do things for yourself. Dude, in my opinion, the moment you can wipe your own ass, you're capable of pretty much anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, well, his theories even better than yourself. Yeah. yeah, right. That's no, but dude, for real, like if you're capable of pulling your pants down, sitting on the can, taking a dump, wiping your butt, and you can fill out that process, flush the toilet, whatever you can think about that, you can do pretty much anything. Like you really, you can go to the fridge and get a bite to eat. Oh, you're talking physically. You no, know, so you're physically anything. capable of doing pretty much anything if you can wipe your own ass and and squat down to the toilet, sit down, do the whole. No, thing. It sounds like all the hard work is over after about two or three years. Now no, my son's still <laughs> riding that train of like, I'm done taking a dump. Come in here and wipe my butt. It's like no, no, you gotta get, you gotta get. I've been out. trying to be like, baby, don't. Is that do an it. attention thing? You think she's it's like, like, okay, sweetums, I'll be there in a second. <laughs> Mommy's getting the toilet paper ready. Squirt, squirt no with wonder, the anti-D. No wonder she can't get away from her. <laughs> Like, like mommy oh my god oh, like geez. kids are, are gonna be ruined so quickly oh no. yeah you want to talk about being a super dick yeah oh my wife yells me out of the room because she's like you can't talk to him that way i'm like i just did i'm like well, if you do you, that yeah, i'm gonna murder gonna you have you have to realize share. that it's not helping them no uh, she, yeah i keep trying to tell her that but she's like oh, no i'm no, never gonna have this again helpful. i'm like yeah. i know but it's she, not about you man it's, it's, it's no it's i helpful. try and tell her that yeah. i'm like dude you got to raise a well-adjusted individual she's like but she's so cute you can't yell at him he doesn't know any better i'm like dude if you don't do it now he's gonna be 30 years old and pulling the same shit right you. Like, like, <laughs> well, I'm Mommy, wiping my 30 year old son's ass, ass. <laughs> You know, they're saying that's a problem. It the kids are staying in school longer. I mean, staying in school, they're staying living with their parents longer. Oh, right? no, I got problem? the fuck out at 18. Oh, you My did? My parents wanted yeah. me out, too. They I, had like, a, um, I didn't have a choice, but, uh, but I would have also just Where the internet is. Yeah. California way. California way. But, um, all right. People so, hang out forever. If we keep talking about this, it's going to get really dark. So let's go back to my dead dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I can't have a new dog. Uh, simply because of the, all the things I've already mentioned, you know, I don't, right. I don't want my my kid to do something dumb and get get just mauled by this thing. So I actually, my son is probably uh, the, one of the luckiest kids in the world uh, in the sense that I buy the stuff that most parents would be like, you bought that for a four year old kid, and it's like <laughs> I, I buy all these. Like there, I have an Alexa in every room. The money gun. <laughs> I have a yeah. Oh yeah, I do have a money gun. Uh, what I have does that do. It, you know the, the the guys at the strip clubs take uh, oh. take all their cash and they th- they put their stacks. They built a gun for it. It's called the cash cannon, and you put a stack of <laughs> cash in there, and you do it, and it just fire rapid fires bills. That's right in there, you know. So I gave him five bucks to play with. I just he gets a shot. Put that in the trunk. Say have fun at college. Yeah, yeah. 
There well, you go. And then he'd stop at the strip club on the way, and then it'd be over. Um, so I buy robots for him. So one of the robots I just bought was uh, um, I got him the Cosmo, which if you know anything about Anki, um, I, don't, I don't know anything. Okay, it's a it's one of those reasons why your son would you would want your son to have a tablet. Because it teaches him STEM stuff, science, technology, math, mm. engineering, mm. right? So he has to use the app in order to interface with the robot. And it plays games with you. It puts a quick tap, keep away, like pattern recognition, right? Slap the cube if the, if the colors are all the same. But if they're not, you know, you lose a point. Awesome. It also has an SDK, software development kit, where you can actually program the robot to do new tasks and play new games using Python. Can it play chess? Yeah, probably. If you, if you coded it up. Sure. Because sure. he has he has the ability to move in three dimensional space. He has a camera, and he has a little personality. Is four too young for chess? Um, no, not in my opinion. Um, I'd start with checkers. That's my old boss. You got to get the. Big I don't even master. remember how to play checkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. The, it's pretty well, easy, I think. Yeah, it's, the just jump pieces. Yeah, <laughs> it, or four square. Yeah, oh. Or the, what a collect drop four. The yeah, the, the connect, four, connect, connect four. four. Connect four. Yeah, yeah. that game is infuriating. I hate that game. Yeah. Tic-tac-toe. But if you can get down the basics of... Well, you can get beat at Connect 4, but you can't get beat at Tic-tac-toe. It's one step simpler. Well, no. You can you can go without getting beat on Connect 4. I did that with our old uh, our old buddy, uh, Uncle Eric, that was on, on here. I we, feel we like played Connect 4 recently. Isn't that one of those games, like, if you if you know what you're doing, if you go first, you always win? Oh, yeah. yeah. If you know what you're doing, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you really cannot, yes. you cannot lose. That's um, true. That's true. Actually, I would say... Unless it, you make a mistake. If you've got another perfect player on the game... You're right. They can... Then it's stalemate every time. Um, but that... So you can go without winning. He's right. Yeah. But that's just because... If you look at chess, like, you could play a chess game for decades if you've got two masters playing. Um, and you don't have any time to moves, and you mail each other the moves. Yeah, but but the thing is, <laughs> you can no, you you can see Rook to knight four. <laughs> if it's it's a game of strategy where it's all about who can see the farthest the farthest out ahead. Like in every single move that's been made, there's like hundreds of potential moves. So you have to map out the uh, hundreds of potential moves, and then the the, the thousand potential moves, and then the ten. So this is why moves. the computers beat the people, right? Because they can just do oh it yeah, all. they can just do the calculation. Yeah, they they uh, deep mind. Mm. Uh, AlphaGo just beat the world champion like five games out of seven. Seems unfair. Go is, unfair. Go is like, that's our future against robots. Go is a ridiculous infinite. game if you've ever tried to play that. Go. Go. It's called Go. It's a Chinese. It's basically a Chinese version of chess, only where chess has a certain defined number. I thought of, that was Maja. Oh, it's called Go. I wouldn't know. You ever see a? Uh, <laughs> what um, do you know, Ryan? Well, you know, very it's little. De- it's debatable. Very little. You ever see a beautiful mind? Sure. You know when they're out, they're always out there, and he's like uh, Russell Crowe is a fine actor, isn't he? He's also a great guy to get drunk with. I fear I've heard. Oh really? Well, yeah. he's Australian or New Zealand or something. Oh, right. And he has a hell of a cod piece from that time of from that place in the world. You know. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that one place. My thought was instead of getting a dog, if I get him robots that he can actually talk to and interface with. Um, you know, then it's like having a pet. So I have this new one. It's called the Vector Robot, and it's just like the Cosmo Robot, but it's connected to Wi-Fi. So it literally is AI, and it teaches itself. It learns its environment. It will look at you and be like, "Hey, cat," you know, <laughs> creepy. Yeah, but it's it'll it's talk to you. it it it'll yeah. tell you. You can t- hey, what's the weather? What time is it? Like, play with your cube. Do this. Do that. So it gives them kind of that ability to make friends with something that's like. You know, what you would get from a dog. Like, it's there for me. I can be friends with it or whatever. It ain't going to bite anybody. The only thing I got to worry Fair about enough. him is rolling off the table in the dark because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he can't see in the dark. But um, 
Yeah, and plus, it gives him something to play with once he gets older. You know, he can look at it and be like, "Oh, I want to learn how to code. I want to learn how to, you know, I want to learn how to write Python or in Unity or any of these other languages." Which is kind of cool. So that's my. That's why I see technology <laughs> can be beneficial. That's embracing the chaos. I think it's helpful. Right. I think I mean, like helpful. I said, there's that middle ground. Of or they finding... could just go play basketball. Or they could play basketball. He sucks at basketball. Well, you're probably going to put your son into politics, right? I block every you... shot he takes. Now that you've got this new view no, of how no, things no, can be no. different and change. I don't think I, I, don't think I have Maybe the patience. Maybe a priest? You Wait a second. A I don't think I have the patience You have politics. a political opinion? Yeah. <laughs> what about... Wait, let, let, let... Yeah, You don't strike me as somebody who would, you know think about anything hold on a second let's just let alone have an opinion before we get to the, the political opinion this so is where the conversation turns dark so you're uh-oh, not, you're uh-oh. Not, he's already okay. he's already white fisting the chair arms just like i'm in for yeah. the ride he looks you're, like you're that not, guy no, in twilight zone yeah, is on the plane I'm, I'm at the beach having a beer I'm right good. see that's what it's supposed to feel like look behind you i mean you're about to get pulled over by a wave right behind you he's like taking you over it's like it, really, right. really, really why really are you moving like you've got the bat, bat head uh, the batman head on you can't the arm the chair uh preventing me from spinning I just want to touch real briefly before we go political on things. You say that you're not big, you're not very religious. You don't really want to raise your child religious. But, you know, your mother said something about like, hey, you know, what? how are you going to teach your kid to sit still for two hours? Now, I know your wife is a little bit more, a little bit more accepting of the religious. Th- so where, between the two of you, where do you see religion going for your newborn? Hmm. Is that um, just to kind of see how it goes, see how it unfolds? Because you guys are a really no, good team. Yeah, well, we are a good team, and I she's not so. very. She's not evangelical. Yeah, you know, so no, it's, she's, she's got a personal belief, and mm-hmm. she's and she's really measured about it. I think um, I want to expose them to the ideas, and I want them to understand what's useful about it and what's not useful about it. And again, this is one of those concepts that goes way above a child's head. But I think you want to try to steer them in a direction so they understand that. There was a reason for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it serves it served a purpose. It serves a purpose, but we all live in a video game. Right. But we're also this, but eat the red pill. But Zeno, but Zeno yeah. is coming back, and we're all going to get on a rocket. Yeah, yeah I do right. feel like we're all in a simulation. That's it. We're all in a simulation. You know, that's a whole. Other in one form or another, I feel like we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These, you know, it's so funny because um, so the Bruce Lee movie. Uh, dragon yep in one of those scenes he says uh he's got a philosophy degree he said so i can think very deep thoughts about being unemployed nice um it's just a i I like philosophy a lot i like thinking about it i like all the conjecture and whatever but i i can't really be bothered with taking too much of it too seriously and i I think that's where i where i would fail at being a a preacher well or a politician or a philosopher or a teacher or whatever because it's just I don't have the conviction to really go all in on those and explore all those things fully. I think the biggest problem for anybody in the world of philosophy uh, is nobody has the ability to comprehend infinity. Yeah, true. I would agree with that. It's the simplest thing ever. If you ask anybody who's like, well, you know, especially creationists, um, how do we, how do we do that? I mean, what, what is forever? You, know, you talk about going to heaven, and we're all going to live in forever, and we're going to be in this beautiful, pearly gated thing forever. And I'm like, 
dude, I can't spend I can't spend time with my family forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love my family, but yeah. I, I mean, when you actually ask them to like unpack that idea, <laughs> yeah, it right. doesn't work. Like, you and I spent two days together. I'm like, man, that's that's enough for a month at least. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, well, what are you gonna do all day? They, yeah. they don't think it through. They yeah. just think, well, that's the goal. It's It'll just be really, beautiful. I'm just gonna be happy it, every day, to, all day, yeah, forever. It, it's so counterintuitive to everything that's good about the human experience of you know growing through conflict and dude and it's not sweet without the sour there's no conflict yeah and it's no problems. unless i've had it shitty i can't think about how great it is and if it's all if it's if i'm having it great sometimes i need a taste of shitty to remind me how great it is i know you know that's people are we're just not good at trying to comprehend existential things and also um we're we have a finite perception of the world so something that's not finite is like can't do it um I, the way I look at it, uh, infinity is much easier to comprehend, and it's harder for people, the creationists I've ever talked to, or, or anybody who gets like really philosophical about like eternity and there being a god and how it all works. My belief is that infinity, infinity isn't infinity. Infinity is a circle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. Everything that exists, as they say, when, when you're talking about physics in general, right? There's no such thing as absolute dest- destruction. Like, it's not like when, when uh, and I always used, I use this analogy with him, um, think about a sandcastle. And you walk out into the sand, and there's no sandcastle. And you go, and you build a sandcastle. And all the little grains of sand that you use to build up that sandcastle and create that structure in the form that it is that you've created, right? Now all of a sudden you've taken all these little particles of sand and you've turned them into you, you've turned them into something that has information, right? Coordinates, a place. Every piece of sand was in a different place, whatever. That's the structure that you built. That's information. That information existed before you showed up to the beach. All you just those, reorganized it. You just reorganized it and put it into that thing. And then when the waves come in and destroy it, nothing in the physical world the universe, anything, lasts forever. It's known as entropy. Well, yeah, and that and that castle is only beautiful because there are people around to perceive it. Also, and yes, because okay. it's because if it, we're not around to perceive it, nothing does it. Does the tree really fall or make it? Noise but we again. also pr- appreciate the finality of it, meaning it doesn't live forever. We know that there's a. a so that str- makes it better. Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't mean, in my opinion, it doesn't explain why you were building the sandcastle on a nude beach, though. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll, that's just because I've got beautiful no, balls. That's a, <laughs> and that's a no and brainer. Are you shorn and beautifully shorn? <laughs> I was a centerfold of Balls Magazine in 2007. Uh, I was. Balls I magazine. had Balls of the Year. <laughs> balls. Yeah. I, why am Chicks I? Chicks love them. Why did I just learn recently that it was important to keep your balls cold? That's why boxers are better than briefs. Yep, one degree, one degree Celsius just, below I, bo- body temperature. I, several, several keeps podcasts the sperm count high said, and keeps your yeah, balls healthy. Keeps your Wait, this sperm. is the argument for boxers. Scientific. Yep, yeah, boxers yeah. are better than briefs. Oh, that's self-evident. Your balls are meant to hang in open air. They're well, not meant to be in tidy whities. They're supposed. Well, the point that I just heard that recently whole industry was, needs to die. It, it, the point is to keep them it's away look, from though. your body is so it? they don't get they don't get warm from the from your body. It makes perfect sense. Point is to keep them away from your body so they don't get warm. So they're always ready to go. They're always as full count as they can be. So I I don't know. I'm listening to a podcast from 2016 and they're talking about this. I'm like, why is this now? Why are balls? Balls? Ball heat? 
Ball heat, I didn't know about this. Well, this it's body. It's it's not your balls emitting heat. Most of my life it's has just, been... It's, it's, yeah, it's no, bu- but we are discussing the heat of the balls. Right. So well, okay, check, point is check this the outside, out. So they're not going to get Everything you need to know about the argument is already prevalent in nature. Go ahead, walk around. What happens in ambient air if it's 75 degrees outside? They drop. You get nice, low-hanging balls. <laughs> you get further away from the body <laughs> so a, they don't stay too a, warm. With a touch it's of so swamp boring. ass and a couple of beads of sweat you're, coming you're, off those your sexy Your body has balls. natural climate control. Right. And then the minute you hit water and it's and it's a little too chilly, guess where those balls go? What? Frightened turtle. That's right. right. That's it. So, yeah. You tidy whities want to take you into that cold water pretty much all the time but it's yeah. hot and your I, balls I don't, don't like it it's also uncomfortable just yeah. the line it, it's getting in the crease and it, it's hard to tuck your balls in tidies yeah, yeah i can't do it i never yeah. i was never a briefs guy i'm glad we had this conversation i'm glad you brought it up dude yeah. you take us to these places uh, you know sometimes. well we know we were we were on a we were on a tangent but this is the tangent of the tangent i have no idea what i was talking about, about before sand on the beach sand. oh yeah entropy things that don't last forever yeah but no okay so the idea is that it, be even though you, the information was present before you got there the information took another form but then the information was dispersed right that exists within everybody it, it's Right. It's interesting though to bring it up because I would I'll say this today that it would bother me if my kids ended up religious. It would bother me. Right. But okay. because that would make me think that they're just not making informed decisions. <laughs> so then I feel like I'm then I've somehow failed at, you know, doing but I but I also completely understand uh how susceptible people are to suggestion. The yeah, but no, but the 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 promise of religion because it's so attractive it's mm-hmm. so it's the most attractive I've thing seen ever people live it and and, and it's also but i'm just I'm more not, than that i'm not it's capable. the fear that religion ensues like originally there was no but, hell but they found out that you know and we're talking like the gnostics like way back when hell apparently according to the gnostics the gnostic papers i don't know if you've read anything on that stuff but it can't, it like preceded all of the the bible and everything else and these are like the ogs they worshipped the god. Uh, There's been many named yeah. name Sophia, but apparently the original god that we we call Lucifer, Satan, or whatever, uh, is was an answer to is the actual god, mm. like is the god that everybody worships, um, that is ta- taking over. You know, looking at Earth and and you know being omniscient and trying to do things here, do things there, reward people for this, reward people for that, but. This, I guess, God, the God of the universe, she who which created the Big Bang, whatever, um, you know, she she lives on another plane of existence within another dimension or whatever. And th- so I do know this story. And I think it was uh, really in its early times. It was you can say Satan or whatever, insert whatever word, but it was really it meant about the power of, of now instant gratification. Sort right. Of this, this moment experience this now the Facebook and, model. Uh, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and the, what has instant become the Judeo Christian God or whatever is sort of the God of later, like a long, you know, over long periods of time planning for the long term instead of planning right, for the short term. But that's all edited. Like that's well, all written by man. And all written from that. Yeah. yeah. From that. But like that's, that's, the, that's the dichotomy between pleasure and I guess, restraint or whatever those two opposing fields are right but then it what was it nietzsche said uh if god didn't exist was it was it nietzsche or volt those guys Vol- voltaire nuts he was like if god didn't exist <laughs> it would be up to man to create him and that's the whole idea i guess if you can't and they didn't they've done experiments with children um those are probably fascinating yeah well where it's like you go in and you, you tell a child who's sitting in a chair and you're like okay 
there's a cupcake sitting on the table right here. Um, now, you can go ahead and eat that cupcake, but if I come back and I found that you ate that cupcake, um, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, so the kid's like, oh, okay. And they leave, and they come back, and the cupcake's gone. They're like, hey, that wasn't very nice. He's like, I didn't do it. Somebody else did. Somebody else did. <laughs> yeah. But cup. if you tell them God's watching, you yeah, get a and, different outcome. Yeah, exactly. They're like, they think uh, that there's right. an invisible princess in the corner who's making sure that they're not going to watch it, then they're like, so I'm not going to touch it. It's that same general mentality. If yeah. you think that, uh, that you're... That just goes to show you how dumb people which are. Is, which goes and back to your point. that is. You it know, goes back to your point of being like, if he does start following that, I didn't do my job. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, about there's that. part of me that she feels knows, like... Fortunately, my wife is very good about this she's middle of the she knows how to she knows how to blend the two ideas of not and well but it but it's right? she just does it for her own it makes her feel good and i think that's really that's the probably the only and maybe best which is good use for it is that if you find some personal benefit out of feeling that way right. because it makes you feel but it comes from an understanding helpful yeah uh, but or, the whole know, like i you know i have a relationship with god i talk to god that whole thing i'm kind of like Huh? <laughs> you can spin that a hundred ways, though. It like you're be... talking at God, you're not talking yeah, with God. But it, but it's it could be some kind of like psychotherapy where you're really just manifesting things and trying to be, bring positive energy to yourself. And that's catharsis. It, sure, but but creating a positive thing for yourself. That that's what people would call spirituality, which I also don't really particularly subscribe to. But I can completely understand why people do it. And I think I there like could be benefits that. to that. I know Ryan's. You're all more into astrology. No, no, <laughs> no. Exactly. I have no use for any of it. Yeah, but I, but I get where I, I get why it's right. why people why it's understand why, it. Why know? some people are one or why, they, or the why other. it speaks to them. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could. I'm not. I just can't. I, my brain's not wired that way. Yeah. I wish I. Could. I would be. He's I would be stoked about it. He's like, you know, I don't. I just don't see things or feel things that, that the same way as a lot of other people that are in your life. I guess there's sure. probably a lot of people. I feel the same way. You I just do. I'm so jaded, yeah. dude. It's, and it's okay. Yeah, he, I went to Catholic school, too. and yeah, they force all this stuff down your throat, and then you come to find a couple decade, you know, a year, a year or two after you graduate that you know, priests were banging students, and you're like, what? Oh man. Well then, yeah. So as you get older, and you realize that, that it's all institutions dudes. like it's Catholicism are are just some of the most rotten things that ever happened. But then have also probably done some good in some places, and it's kind of hard to Dude, know. Dude, it's all men, and it's all context in a absolute power grab for land and control and resources. And, and yes, that is people. More people have died so in so the name of religion. Oh yeah. Than any other thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's sad. So once you, whatever age was, I learned that, and actually not learned it because people hear it all the time. But once you really except that that's what, what the case was. That was probably probably one of the turning points for me. I, I got this way around 19. Me so, too. And uh, But I was very, very devout until then. And then once, uh, I don't know, however it was, I came into the information where you, where you really accept that, yeah, this is probably the most... When I was blowing that priest, it totally yeah, dawned on me... That this is the most destructive yeah, force. <laughs> somebody else could be blowing him right now. Why am I doing it? And it, it certainly doesn't need to be me. Yeah. Because I'm not even that great. Get somebody else, dude. <laughs> I love God. Yeah. Not your penis. Um, but, okay. Yeah, but that's what that's how it went down. Now, here's another... But I'm also not going to bring my kid up in the in the, in the the patriarchy, uh, the view of the patriarchy. Ah, okay. All that. Yeah. All right, so... I'm not. I never could call myself. This is, my, this is my favorite thing about Peterson. Oh yeah. Well, that guy 
is on another planet as far as I'm concerned. He's so smart. And the way that he, he phrases I, everything I is so meticul- I, meticulous know, I, and I think and he is up. smart. I think he is smart, but I think that's what it is. I think it's more that he just spent – he just put the hours in and articulating it yeah. in a really graspable way. Yeah. But in an – That's what moved me. In an argumentative, yet at the same time, very difficult to refute. So a lot of people try and twist his words. And when they try and go back and say it, he's like, no, that's – I did not say that even – close. You can't – And the other, the other guy who was brilliant at that was Hitchens. Yeah. Um, oh, so a uh, guy named George Holtz that I've been watching, he's the guy who uh, created uh, – he, he does Comma AI, which is a you know, – they're built – he's – you know, it's a startup company, but he, he's building a $1,200 version of being able to turn any car into an autonomous car, meaning it's, it's basically like a tablet that you can wire with a couple of cameras and now – I'm you, not ready for that. You could turn any car. Well, <laughs> that's what – I like to drive. Yeah. He, he used to work for Tesla. Me too. Um, me too. But he said he did a, a speech at South by Southwest this year about simulation theory uh, and all the points he wanted to make about it. But one of the one of the biggest takeaways that I had was he said, uh, "Do you realize how much arrogance one must have to be an atheist? Like how oh, yeah. much of an about that. arrogant yeah. motherfucker do you have to be well, what's to, the be- to believe? Yeah, what is the punchline? He's telling no, you right that's, now. That's that's just a rhetorical. Well, question. What's the point? <laughs> no, no, there, there's no punchline. Well, you just have to be arrogant. To you, be. you to think. This that, is a scientist saying this. To say no, it. this is a this is a guy who works in tech like us. But I mean, like he's a, he's a guy who's he he jailbroke the first iPhone. Right. Right. So the whole so he says thing of think, his speech if, was if you're an atheist. Well, oh, you got to be very arrogant to be atheist. Why is to that, think though? what? No, to think that there's no God. Okay. Why is That's that? what an atheist is. Because if, if, if you believe that there's no um, higher cognitive intelligence that at least had the insight to spark or fire off create the creation of any and all matter and any and all things in the universe, then you're basically saying that you know, hey, I believe that there's nobody did it. Why do I believe? Because I have so much confidence in the fact that there's nothing that. Do you subscribe to that? I subscribe to the fact that there's something that there has to be. But I, like I said, I believe it's a circle. So that would go to the spiritual side. You're not Meaning, religious, but you're spiritually what inclined you may to not, believe in something. You may not realize is that uh, time is not linear. We just perceive it that way. And if you're thinking about space-time, how we look at it, how we look at the Big Bang, how we look at the universe, how we look at the the multiverse, how we look at the dimensions, if you look at quantum physics, quantum mechanics, how all of that stuff uh, fits into our world that we're just now starting to understand through quantum computing and, and CERN and particle acceleration, blowing these things up, the Higgs boson, we're, we're barely scra- scraping on the surface of understanding just the the fundamentals of our own physical universe right right? so if you think about time and our our, and gravity and our inability to really process that in terms of infinity and how it relates how do we know that we're not creating right now a simulation that in turn cyclically ends up creating us i think the desire (laughs) yeah no, okay, I, I'm with going. you. I followed you. I, I think the desire to, like you say, you know, that there's something else or whatever, that drive is a scientific drive. And that's important. And scientists should have that because without that, there's no progress. There's no scientific progress. So I, I like that part of it. Um, but 
if you consider what the half-life is of facts, what we thought 50 years ago oh, yeah, is, we're... is everything is obsolete within a matter of moments these days, right? Particularly when you look at it over the course of time. Sure. Just given that, we that nothing is really real until then until tomorrow then you find out it wasn't what you thought it was all that so then the best the best objective thing you can really present is that we don't know so then i guess you're an agnostic but but what um and hitchens famously said this the position of atheism is not i don't believe in god it's just that i've never been presented any evidence to, to make support that, yes that to support that he, so and that's not agnosticism that's just saying i just don't think that there's that and so I don't think there's ego in that position. And I don't think that there's um, – I think it's healthy to, to question and wonder. But the problem – and this is the, his problem and everyone else who's been outspoken on atheism's problem is that religion purports to know something that is not knowable. Correct. And that's why you can't subscribe to it. Whereas the scientific approach just says, I don't know today well, and I probably won't know now. tomorrow. But here's what I know now and I'll be – and I'll my active effort is right. to disprove myself. Whereas the religious effort is my active effort is to reinforce what I – Is to accept in blind faith. And, and reinforce what I think I know. And so that's the completely different, right, you know, to view sure, on it. Sure, sure. So that's why I feel like it, the, the ego is not really a part of that equation in my opinion. So it's fine to say I think there's something but that's not a helpful notion to me. Because it's not telling me anything and it's not creating my drive to want to – and I'm also not a scientist. So I'm not in the field trying to sort out the next thing in AI or whatever. But it keeps you motivated, meaning from an atheism standpoint, majority of atheists in terms of the position – well, Hidget's had his, his, his points to it. Majority of atheists that I've ever met, um, their belief – you know, you ask them, hey, what, what happens when you die? What's your version as an atheist? And the version is always, you're dirt. Like, you remember what it was like before you were born, right? And you say, "Well, that was C.S. Lewis, right?" No, yeah. All the all the yeah. all the ages of men before me never concerned me. Something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> we're we're too fixed on the idea that there has to be another chapter after this, right? As I'm far, okay with it. As far as religious <laughs> is concerned, I I personally the idea of nothing after this, it doesn't terrify me as probably as much as it should, because when you think about nothing, it's kind of a scary thought. You know? Well, that's a philosophical concept, too, that, sure. that humans are not capable of imagining nothing. Right. But if you're dealing with nothing and in a circle or in infinity, if the information isn't destroyed, then on a long enough timeline, you're going to be reconstructed in the exact same form that you are in the exact same time, and your consciousness will exist. You just may not remember it. And that's another thing that comes down with uh, – it's another element, consciousness. And that's something that they deal with when it comes to uh, quantum physics. They just sent – a particle back in time, mm. which is insane. With the, the, the Hadron Collider? Um, I don't know if it was – we would have to look it up. I don't want to speak out of turn. All I know is I, I just read an article and they're like, we sent uh, – uh, using you know quantum mechanics, quantum physics, uh, we actually sent a one particle back in time, okay. uh, like two seconds or one second. It's probably many millions of a second, but whatever. probably yes, <laughs> a billion milliseconds. Right. I mean, but it doesn't matter as long as it's. But measurable. they achieved it. As long as it's is, yeah. and it was big news. Um, like I said, if you could look it up, I, I feel, I'd feel a lot more comfortable discussing that. That computer. The point is, the point is, you know, enough smart people sat around a bonfire and thought of raising however many billions of dollars it was to create these facilities to think up this shit. Sure. So that's cool, and I find that encouraging. Um, but in casual discussion, me thinking about being reincarnated is really useless. 
and I don't, I just, I don't find it applicable to my experience at all. So I, I don't like. It doesn't motivate you. It doesn't no, excite you. It doesn't really change no. your thoughts or feelings. And, and I would go that, and this is why, you know, I, I know I come off just so jaded and stupid on this, but like no. the same reason why I can't, I cannot do conspiracy theories because it's like, what are you so okay? Okay, like, was you, an inside jab. Well, I just what if we just granted everyone everything and said, well, then then what? What are you going to do? What are we going to do with that information? Right. And what and how does that change really whatever's going on with the current? Um, well, paradigm? I say that, I say that on both sides. I mean, I, yeah, I just don't no, find it helpful. If, if aliens actually have just been overseeing everything, and eventually there's going to be some sort of world war that everybody knows about, that they're just keeping the sheep, American public. That's not like the most extreme example. I know, but <laughs> that would change shit. Yeah, and that'd yeah. be some shit you'd worry but, about. But if you pulled, okay, but this, but that's a good example. What you just said. If you pull, I mean, and they have. I mean, I wish we had a, a guy that could Google things. I usually, but they're, yeah. but they, they, they've pulled um, a random sampling of America, and they've asked him about nine eleven, and it, the numbers are huge that people think it was an inside oh, job, I was, or, or not, or not even that it was an inside job, but that it was that the the official nine eleven commission report was not all there. So whether you say it was conspiracy or whether you just aren't quite buying what was told to you, doesn't matter. Large percentage of Americans think that. And we wonder why we're so distrustful of the government. But, like, no one's doing anything about it. It's not like we started a fucking war. It's not like we're going to go burn yeah, we down did the Capitol. we actually start a war because of 9 11. Well, that's no, true. No, no, no. People, like, uprising against the government. Right. That, like, that no, this was this. a lie. Right. But there's no, there was no that. uprising. There's there was no, no factual coup. evidence to support the fact that 9 11 was an inside job. While the conspiracies are out there and there is lots of buzz and there are a lot of people who are putting pieces together that complete a puzzle that some people would say, hey, I believe it, or some people say, hey, I don't. You say the vast majority of Americans surveyed say that they believe it was a, an inside job, right? It's Not coming. Exactly. It was, gone. It was we've over gone, 50%. We've gone to war. The I've human attention span is too short. We've got a we, – you know – we got Trump in office now. That's their new worry. They're not worried about what happened in 2001. Yeah, sure. I mean there's that, that's a big element. I, I guess I'm just saying like when the, when someone blows the lid off of a big story, nothing happens. Right. So it gets all can, this buzz and somebody makes a lot of money off of all We the can say that's an views. attention span issue. But I'm sorry. I have to argue with you in real time on that one. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg just sat in front of Congress due to the fact that what started as a conspiracy, which was based off the fact that Facebook and the closed network operators who operate outside of the guidelines of normal business in terms of how they protect data and how they use it and what surveillance state we're currently in, they have the operation. They can run unregulated on that. And they have lied Three times in Congress saying, oh, we have privacy issues. We're going to fix them. He did it back in 20,000 or 2010. 2010. Yeah. Um, that was a year. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> in now. The uh, and now. Uh, Quite far. In the exactly. Future, it's 20,000. It's going to happen. Yeah. Infinity. I know. So, Forever. yeah. It, uh, basically, the, the whole scandal, right? It all started with, in, in our world, you know, a lot of the people that I know that are very high up, they, they're like. I don't use Google. I, I had never used Facebook. I can't, you know, you don't know what how much they collect off of you, how much data they're so collecting So what happens next? The membership drops a little bit. People no. use Google less. New websites. No. New, uh, no. The competitive new market space creates new competition, uh, more, more platforms available for search engines and that kind of thing. No. it's You're seeing a major drop off in social media in terms of people who are willing to contribute. Um. 
information, personal information. There's new products that are coming out to, to simply combat that, to do what they can to siphon off. And government is now working harder towards regulating these companies, um, which in in itself is maybe even worse after what we got from Edward Snowden. So when you're talking I, about a, a privacy uh, being a conspiracy you know, th- that is a, a conspiracy theory where you say, what are people going to well, do about it? it is, but it isn't because that's – it's real today and it affects people tomorrow. What I'm talking about is, you know, who shot JFK or, you know, were we on the moon? These kinds of things are not helpful to free, for people to spend a lot of time on because they're not knowable. Probably, the to the common person, they're not. Earth is flat, first of all. That's not even in the conversation because it's so silly. Because <laughs> we all know it is. <laughs> right? But like – but, but things yes, that – you, you know, moon is made of cheese. Shit that happened in the 60s is not affecting anyone today. <laughs> right. Right? Or I shouldn't say that that casually events of the past have affected you know the course of direction of the future i just mean these kinds of things to spend lots of time dwelling on them but Whether privacy they were issues or weren't, they just well, when you I mean, talk the, about conspiracy theories well i feel like anybody who would waste a bunch of time trying to figure out who shot jfk is a little too deep into shit that it's like you know either they're writing a book and trying to sell tickets or because th- there's no purpose in it because the time has come and gone, history has already the history books have already been written on that. But if you talk about conspiracy conspiracy theories in terms of the general, like the right now, like the bullshit that Alex Jones always talks about, now all of a sudden you're like, oh well, okay, obviously this guy's a crack. He's a little bit of a nut job when it comes to a lot of these things. But if a lot of the stuff that he said, if any of it turned out to be true, it would it would cut so deeply into the fabric of society that there would be an uprising. And if it ever came to pass, then I guess he'll be exonerated of all of his craziness, and we'll all say, "Yeah, they'll let him right. get back on Twitter for sure." <laughs> <laughs> but like, no question, you know. That's I right. mean, the 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 Rogan podcast today or yesterday was uh, Roger McNamee, the guy from uh, he was one of the early advisors of Facebook, and how he says really vocal opponent of it, and talking about all this privacy stuff and how these platforms are unregulated. Wait, he's an opponent or a proponent? Opposing. You know, oh, okay. I guess he's a critic. Okay, and um. You know, and see, so you walk away from that, listening to that, thinking, "Jesus, it's an evil organization," and it probably is. Oh, dude, they're head, they're head use... of um, user acquisition. Uh, he's a, an Indian cat. I can't remember his name. He came out along with Sean Parker, and this is years ago. And there's like, we 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 built this, and we we knew exactly what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We built these little dopamine buttons, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that people needed that instant like, gratification, like, and like, we kept like, them no- like. getting notified so that they would well, keep coming and that, back. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening is is every action that we've been taking over the last couple of years has just been sowing discontent. And then, you know, the, the Miller report, com- report comes out and then the whole country knows, everyone knows that something was going on there. And they're Wait, saying – have that, they released the – it's 300 pages now. Did yeah, they, they they, it hasn't it? been fully unpacked, but basically – There's like a four-page summary out of 300 pages, right? Well, that's that's all the congressmen get well, to every, read bills yeah. anyways because right? no one has the time for that. Like, that's all lawyers and bureaucrats. But – People are just so distrustful of the government, and they should be, but they should um, understand that it's a really complex issue. And I just don't think that the stories and the the conspiracies or whatever that get blown off really get the attention that they probably deserve. You think that the Russian conspiracy, Russian collusion conspiracy? It it happened. Yeah, I believe it happened. And you think that, but you think that conspiracy is. But I don't think anyone's going to do anything about it, is my point. I guess what I'm saying. That's what makes me jaded about it. And I don't mean, I I shouldn't be so casual about it, but I just mean everyone still has their mortgage. Everyone still has their their bills and they've got to get their kids to school. 
You can talk about it. Yeah, to and the, the society, like we're everyone is like at full tilt all the time, and they're being bombarded by all this information. They're overwhelmed. Everyone's overwhelmed. So you can say the most wild shit, and our president does every day on Twitter. And believe me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter because no me, one's going to do anything. Huge, right? Believe yep. me, and he knows everything I, I say. Believe that's me. why he can do it. Trust Huge. me. If you count how many times that that our 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 sitting president has said the or words standing president yeah yeah oh. did, what did i say is that, was that was my first attempt at a dad joke <laughs> <laughs> our commander and chef our friend Aaron how was it hate me for was it, it bad you. <laughs> it was really bad right i could teach you a lot apparently <laughs> it's literally it's every every end of the sentences believe me trust me yeah believe me trust me i know our psychologists say if you have to say that, then you're then you're shit. not. It's like the chick who shows up. <laughs> he is the quintessential like, wrong of yeah. anything that a psychologist yeah. says. I get laid all the time. No, you don't. But you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine if I did. <laughs> all right. With that, um, can we take a quick like five minute break? Yeah, that's sure. Good. That's good. All right, we'll come back to it. All right. Welcome to the Larry Dickman Show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done more than than t- uh, an hour. No, no, but I have to say that... By the way, I call it the power hour for a reason. I like, that, I like that today is a little bit off the norm because it is, as Ben says, it is literally our season finale for some reason. It's, it feels like a season finale. So you're not going to do it again for a minute? No, well, no. No, we're just going to switch up just switch up some things. What's going to happen is, is like Ben's been... Look, for, for the... For the <laughs> look, since the, listen, since the pay attention. This, I'm paying attention. Write this, this down. This season... We've been very playful. We've been learning. Uh, all the music leading in and out of each episode has been very funny and playful and goofy and off the wall. And we're looking to make this one a milestone. You can't this beat is so a much light. better. Than, you know, Cheers. I, and this is Czechoslovakian, and I should just feel better about it, but I don't. You don't. Well, is there a finger in it? What's gonna? <laughs> cheers. Cheers. There is now. I'm gonna go ahead and cheers. <laughs> cheers to our uh, our season finale. Cheers to our first in-house guest. Our first at traveler. The it's our first traveler right here. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, what bringing up some really good points of conversation. Um, so here we are, and this is gonna get a little meatier. We have got we've got uh, this is two part. You see, everybody's meaty. got their dicks on the table. Here we are. So here. we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to start measuring right now who's got the... Um, well, pa- look, but I don't identify with mine. I, be- I measure from the base yeah. uh, of the balls. Well, when I pull the fat back, I'm a lot bigger <laughs> than I... Cheater. I call shenanigans. If I, if I lost 20 pounds, I'd have a much larger penis. Yeah. Well, that's perception. I got a little oop of foops, if you know yeah. what I mean. Sure. It's unfortunate, but it's not. It hasn't gone so far as to where it extends out past my belt on the bottom. Yeah, you know those guys where you're like, you know, you shouldn't ride the bus like that, but they don't have a choice. <laughs> not that I'm a big fan of public transportation. No, I drive. I drive. No. It's always so, Uber. It's always so sticky. Uber when I is sit public down. transportation, but it's different. Who doesn't like to look at a Japanese man jerking off next to you? Uh, like that's why uh, you ride the subway. Uh, hey, they're not or, always or, or jerking or off. Sometimes the Japanese guys are doing something else. They're groping other girls. That's racist, Ryan. 
against <laughs> Japanese people. I was like, in Japan not so long ago. Yes, you were. It was really You've nice. actually been there a few times. No, I've only been once. I've been to China many oh, times. Oh, China, because his old job. Turns he, out they have great noodles. You're pretty worldly. Well, he wow. went to China with his old company because he was doing the deals and making the deals. Doing and... the deals. That's right. But so, <laughs> another thing I wanted to point out, like, you, you, you've got to be in the same wheelhouse of age. Like, are you older than Ryan? I've always Ryan? been older than all of my friends and all of my bandmates. That's like you like, keep it young. Yeah, yeah, we should maybe disclose. We don't want to make Ryan feel bad. Well, no one knows who well, I am I'm, on this I'll podcast, just come right so. out and say it. I, I'm, I'm, turn, I'm turning 40 this year. Ryan's <laughs> obviously in his 90s. Um, <laughs> or are you in your late 30s? Um, I'm going to be 35. Holy yeah. cow! Do I have bad I was, skin? Is that dude, I, I, know. Bad, I wish I had skin. the sound bite. Well, now so I don't feel like issuing the the intended compliment because I was going to be like, man, you've got great, you, right. you've got a good head of right. hair. If every, well, the hair, but if everybody I was hanging out with looked like him, was my age. <laughs> I'm gonna be 35. <laughs> wow, I'm, uh, I turn yeah. 35 May 23. We are dude. we are one day apart in birthdays. You're an ambitious little guy, aren't you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's Holy out cow! There. He's out there making babies, uh, babies and businesses and houses. Shit! I got you by five years. That makes me feel bad. Either I've gotten dumber, or no, maybe I was just way smarter when I was thirty-five. You've got yeah. two children. Sure I feel like he's running with me, and he shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I should be lapping you by now. He may be a little bit outside of LA, but his little spot is pretty nice. What's the name of your your? your well, I guess we don't talk. We don't yeah, talk location. It's a nice community. Yeah, but you know, nice for the elderly, for it, the elderly, it's a nice little. He's got a little pool table in there, so it's like fun. I don't know Dude, how if much you that pool table is going to get. If you play. own a pool table, you're doing fine. I do. Yeah, I do. you're doing all right. That's true. That's true. You know, it's nice. I've never that. met a dude who owns a pool table. I was like, check out my studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. No, yeah. we're we got a good setup. It's nice. It's been great. Good it's for nice. it's been yeah. Good for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. I figure if I if I if I sell my house. Then I can move pretty much anywhere but here and have it better, but I'm just not going to do it. He just likes it. He's a Manhattan. How long have you been uh, in the beach? Uh, I have lived in this area for 21 years. And where are you from? He's from the East Coast like me. I'm from ATL, baby. Yeah, Atlanta. You You don't go back? Um, to visit, yeah. Um, why, what, do I have like? Am I not allowed there? Or yeah. like, I heard you, weren't, you couldn't go. No, no, <laughs> n- not not after you've been out here. My parents think I'm queer. Yeah. That's what they use that word. You hang out in the West like, Hollywood. Have you, been, you been out to California? Are you gay now? Yeah. Like you Democrat? And I'm like, no. I'm, oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm still super well, much. Walk me through how you arrive at at this part of the beach because there's a lot of beaches in this town. Follow the money. It's pretty much that. Like yeah, you, you, Ben's you, always kind of you gotta, good about you that. gotta be like, okay, if I wanna, if I wanna be, I, I don't care about being the biggest well, fish you know, in Silicon, the pond. Silicon Beach is now Playa Vista, Venice. I lived in Venice for well, years, actually, seven years. It's also here. If you, if, if the biggest esports arena is feet from where you're sitting, just feet. Yeah, yeah I have small feet. You can so measure with your hands, but why would but you? But they also, wouldn't. this is also a big blockchain <laughs> hub. Uh, so we can get into that at some. So you point. know we blockchain. That. Well, here's well, the thing. I know a little bit about it. Here's let's just talk. Let's jump into cryptocurrency, uh-huh. blockchain, and things like that. Now I'm going on about. I've refused. You've noticed me every we, time we get into it. I I kind of I step back because I'm like it's a it's a rabbit <laughs> right, hole. Once right. I go down, I, well, we, I'll be talking. We, okay, hold on. We don't have to go all the way down. Well, no, we don't have to go all just down, arm's length. But the point that Ben's trying to you make. You sound like my doctor. <laughs> With the prostate exam, right. that's right. <laughs> you seem fine. <laughs> Wait till I get a knuckle, a couple of knuckles deep. You seem, you, you seem fine. Really? 
Yeah. So <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, see, Ben, and, I think maybe about a year and a half ago. Now, we, we steer clear of the cryptocurrency because we kind of are consumed by it. And we think about it all the time and we don't want to get down that rabbit hole. Now, a, a year and a half ago, Ben comes to me. He's like, hey, it's your birthday. He's like, I'm going to give you 10 Ethereum yeah, four, for your birthday. 14. Oh, 14. 14 Jesus, Ethereum. Jesus, I don't even remember. What well, I, I, I no, 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 no. And this bitch. is what I said. No. I'm like, you know what, dude? I've, I've, I've been mining these things for, yeah. since they started. He's just getting free Ethereum. Like he just gave you 14 of his kids. On, I gave on. him $500 no. worth of Ethereum at that time, which was hold on. You know, 14 of them. If you, if you do the it math was 150, now. Right. It was $150 worth. Now, I say 10 because it was 10 at first, and then he ended up giving me four more. So it was 10. And he's like, you know what? Here. So, yeah, you're right. You gave me 14 for my birthday. I've given you a lot. I've and given I, you, like, nav coin. Yeah. Ben, Ben's like, here's the thing. Ben. You know, I feel like this relationship is kind of one-sided. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go there. It does feel that way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to you're, hold yeah, back up for a thank second. Thank you for recognizing this. I've been waiting years to hear uh, this. I'm, okay, I do round two. It's going to be brutal. So, hold on a second. Before uh, we go any further. So, he says, here you go. Happy birthday. And I'm going, <laughs> what the fuck is ethereum like thanks a lot dude thanks a lot now cut to eight months later stop knocking thank that you, over thank you no, thank you cut to eight months later and ben's like have you looked at your ethereum I'm like no i don't know what do you mean no like, just just go look at it i'm like oh, oh my god that 150 dollar investment is now worth 2500 dollars, and that was like eight months later I'm like, oh my! Now I'm now I'm like listening. Now I'm like, okay, show me more, show me more. Now we're learning how to sort of day trade and in between things. In the meantime, Kyle and I are friends. We're hanging out. I'm like, hey, dude, Ben, my boss, we're doing our thing. You just got out to people way too late. You were like, Eric, you need to talk. Kyle, you need to talk to him. It's like right on the way up, or right. Well, Well, I I didn't know any better, but I I actually had already had it. I get to you, and you're like, you know what? And you're kind of thinking about it, thinking about it. It wasn't even a couple months later. You're like, my buddy. At my job, he's all good about it. He gave I gave him some money. He's investing for me. So suddenly you're in, you're involved. It wasn't but you're because, going through a third party, right? Yeah, because I because I didn't have the bandwidth to, to learn about it. Right. So you just took. Dude, you, I'm yeah. here to answer any questions well, that you might have. Sure, right, right. sure. No, I can I, even simplify it for you and the rest well, of the one guy who's here, listening. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Well, so what did because, you end up doing? How did your yeah, How did your here's, involvement? Here's where, it wasn't me. Here is where. Everybody got it wrong. And I say this from the outside looking in, and that's how I know it's right. Okay. Because uh, all the insiders, all the Bens, um, already knew about all this. Who got in at like 2012? Yeah. yeah, Well, yeah. And and the guy that was managing my money was in it even before that. He was really one of the early ones. So he was, he ended up. When I started mining Bitcoin, it was like. I don't know, forty dollars or thirty. He was mining it before it was well, even hundred dollars. Yeah, he. Uh, well, I just had the extra equipment. <laughs> this guy who will remain nameless yes. was one of the Bitcoin millionaires, and he, so he had before it spiked, he had almost like a hundred coins, I think. Okay. And so it went bonkers, right? Well, I had hundred. I like, had over a hundred coins, easy at one point. But he, had, yeah. But I diversified into a lot of things, um, and since I had never like previous when the when the first bull run came it's like it came and went so fast it went from you know two hundred dollars to a thousand or eleven hundred dollars and i'm like oh i'm rich and then in you know march the year after that i'm like oh i'm broke again i just kept letting my stuff go and the moment it started going back up again 
I was like, I'm buying a jet ski. You know, like <laughs> he did. I, he did. After years and it's of still, having it, he literally bought, I bought, had I, enough money to buy I bought a, jet a used ski. jet ski. Amazing. And, I rode that thing. And oh my god, it is, so much fun. And it, it's an old it's the one that I always wanted. They don't make it anymore. But it was like now every time I see people so and I'm like dude. it's a seventy thousand dollar jet ski. It's so powerful. Because I bought it with a hundred Ethereum. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, because I had I had it to spend, and I, it was like February, or March of 2017. Right, so there was a lot of that. There was like, oh, okay, uh, you know, dude, get out of debt, pay credit cards. I made you know, like, so much money. Yeah, in that, I mean, in like that year. all this mined Ethereum and all the bitcoins and stuff that I had. I'm like, dude, I got a good chance right here to. So here's where here's where um, I have value to bring to this conversation. All right, here's where how everyone got it wrong. Back in 2016, when he really started being kind of evangelical about this, your, and your I forget, yeah, been I forget helping you the guy who ended up, yeah, we're all very evangelical, by the way. Right, he was very. Evangelical. We're the true believers. But, but when he started yeah, to get the really, because he him. he was the sort of the guy that would like you know wear a shirt. I have something. several that said okay. Bitcoin or bus kind you of. Know, thing. I don't know. Whatever, I have one that says "I told you so." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but but even that's part of the problem. So here's <laughs> what, here's what happened. They. You get to you have so much fervor. You talk about something in such a way that you sound like a zealot, and that's fine. Except for that, that gets lost on people who don't know what you know. So everybody sort of looks at you like you're a quack talking about something that's going to be understand. big that they're never going to understand. Same thing happened with tampons. So you have to have a me- <laughs> Jesus. You have to have a measured approach. Stick about- this up there. It'll it'll stop the bleeding. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be it'll be cleaner. <laughs> it's science it was a man who invented that <laughs> he knew what he was up against yeah um so you need to be measured about that so that people take you seriously but also here's the thing and this is my long ramble if someone had just said to me don't look at this like a currency look at it like a commodity storage value that would have resonated with me because uh, i followed so that's the, the problem everyone's like it's not money what do you mean and so when you talk mm. and that was that was everyone's problem every motherfucker who talked it? about bitcoin in mm-hmm. 2000 and from whenever it's it started change in 2016 yeah. just talked about it wrong they talked about it like this is going to replace money this is the new way the internet is going to transact money 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 and they all had it wrong yeah well Maybe they should have said gold Maybe that, well, yeah, I don't know what they should have said, but they should have said, you know what? It's not how we're going to transact for a long time. It's not how all these things, and it, it may, maybe I believe it will replace money sometime, but it's not going to do that for a long time. So if you just treat it they like. They already do that. It's called tokenization. They and it's also called it, They should have treated it like a commodity. They should have treated it like a stock. And if, and if they just said to me in 2017, if you give me five grand of this, it's going to turn into 30 or whatever. In five years. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. If they just explain it to me in those terms, instead of giving me the crazy hey, Christian zealot gonna, approach, which yeah. is this Who is going to be, this is going to save everybody. Well, come on, crazy Jesus. That's got to be a good point, right? It is a good point. It's who a lot of layman. It's who you talk to, but it's how they explain it. But you still come at but it. This no, guy, I'm coming at hard, but this my, guy is like every guy who no, talked about but he, it. But maybe he knew enough about the technology, but not enough about, you know, the stock market, the difference between equities versus commodities. That's true. Versus, I think so you do if come you, at it if as you a store come, of value. I come at it every time he somebody does. said, what is Bitcoin? I'd never, and you can ask him, I never said, it's going to replace nope. the dollar. Never. Never. I said, let value. me explain to you how it works so that you understand. Right? Mm-hmm. But, they don't, no, but they don't say, and you have to cop to this, you don't say, 
It's a decentralized distributed ledger. Yes, I do. He he does? Absolutely. Bullshit. Yes, absolutely. He's always said I hear decentralized all the time when he's But but then you don't but then you have to unpack that for people. Right. I try to explain it simply and my pitch has always been the same. And try and try and explaining this to a seventy year old man who well, is an accountant at Arthur Anderson. Like, you really got to dumb it down and put it into analogous relationships that he's going to understand. So I always start from the same thing, and I say, okay, think about where we were way before we we started digitizing money, way before we moved over into what is known as fiat currency. The dollar is fiat currency. It always will be, right? It's an inflationary asset. And you know what? Fiat currencies of any form all will resort back to their intrinsic value of zero, because fiat currencies are based off of faith. Now, when we moved off, and this is back in the early 70s, the we, moved, we moved off of the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Okay, Everything used to be backed by gold, and, and one federal reserve note was equal to one ounce of gold. Well, it was too hard for them to be shipping gold all around the world and purchasing. So we just said, hey, give us all your gold, and we'll make the dollar the central currency that we use, and we'll form this central bank. And all the other nations form their own central banks. Right. So think of it like gold. Right. Gold in its purest form before we moved over into the fiat system. Okay. How did gold get created? Where where did the supply of gold come from? It was natural. It came from mining. Well, I just meant it was there. It's in the earth. Right. Right. People mined it from. But they mined it. There was a finite supply of gold on Earth. Mm -hmm. You don't create more gold. There's but a, you can create the amount of bitcoins available. No, you can't. Right. It's finite. It's hard coded in. There's and only going to be. So 20 I'm saying, but someone, whoever d- decided it was going to be 20 million or 20 billion or whatever. It was, How does that number they just, come? They created that number. Whereas we know the amount of uh, mine in Earth is. First of all, it's probably not knowable. Second of all, there's more gold in the asteroid belt than there is here. Sure. And so on and so forth. But so, when you're talking about general supply and demand, you can't even compare gold and Bitcoin as storages of value to a fiat currency. Because those sure. things fluctuate. So when you're talking about storage of value, you, gold is the easiest thing to equate it to simply because you're talking about something that has a defined limited supply, whether it's digital and you're mining it using computers, solving, ha- running running hash, trying to crack the next, find the next block, be the next guy who witnesses a transaction, right? You should see how hot these things get. It's amazing. Uh, how much electricity well it, they're saying that there isn't even enough electricity in the world to power what is coming yeah when they get when the difficulty level how is that a good thing that's not sustainable well, that's why we're moving over to proof of stake and you have the ability to build additional layers right. on top right so there's no mining and using the computer power plus you can there's a there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out ways to make people the process people more that efficient. are against the gold standard have a platform to talk about but you can't then say in the next breath that it did not spur on this incredible economic growth um, based whether you want to make the argument that it's based on nothing or bullshit or there be able, you know for banks being able to lend against money that's not there and interest and all this sort of stuff that's all real but we did enjoy this really prosperous 40-year period of course um, that no you one's can't, disputing that yeah, but you yeah. have to you can't think about infrastructure right you built a you built a kick-ass highway okay back in the 1930s and it made it so easy for me to go from here all the way to Hollywood in 20 minutes. Try and do that now at rush hour, right? You have to update that infrastructure. It, uh, it's going to be crumbling after a certain period of time. It's simply just not going to work for the sheer 
amount of people that are, are it wasn't built to scale like that right right which is why we've got all this quantitative easing going on we're just printing dollars so that we can keep debt, pumping money in the economy debt, so debt. the number has to keep going up in order to keep the that, economy the profitable perpetual growth paradigm yeah. yeah and you can't do that. there's no such thing as an endless hockey stick it always has to crash and come back and the things that are the most stable and the least volatile are the things that are true storages of value. A lot of people consider your home or real estate to be. Even, uh, but even gold is a, a faith-based – we all decided gold was a store of value. No. Same with palladium. If you look at palladium, it just went up to $4,000 recently. And there's that's such based a, on the supply or right. the ease of access of the supply, not even the supply itself. It's one of the, it, most, it's one of the rarest metals on the planet. Uh, and but as soon as it becomes cost prohibitive to get it out of the but earth. But dude, gold as well as palladium, the multifunctional utility of this gold from a manufacturing standpoint is through the roof, right? So it goes into shit like catalytic converters. Palladium does, right? If you look at gold. What it, happens if the jewelry industry tanks? People don't buy it anymore. Well, they'll always buy diamonds even though they're in plentiful, plentiful supply and can be lab grown because – what are you going to put on your your drill bit if you want to get through granite, right? It has a utility. It has a function. It has a purpose. But it can't. But it can't also. What can grow. you do with a dollar other than spend it? I don't argue with the the value comparison. I just mean that um, these tools, these these, there's only so much utility in, in this stuff, and uh, with gold and with palladium, its value is. Is also it's as arbitrary as something else that's rare. Um, so I guess I'm just saying it's. I think it's as equally bound in faith as. So you're saying go, are you comparing gold to Bitcoin as far as faith? I think someone created a digital, tr- attempted to create a digital equivalent without thinking it through all the way. So where do you think they fell short? Uh, well, it doesn't seem sustainable to mine. Which is why they have started it's to work changed. on scalability, it's, and there's and, and there's already like other other currencies out there. Don't think when I'm arguing for Bitcoin that I'm thinking about that I'm a, a Mac, uh, they call a Bitcoin max maximalist or yeah, yeah, no. like it's the only thing out there. If you move over to a proof of stake coin where you're actually earning interest for simply do you, holding hold on, it, do you know what proof of stake is? So uh, basically, you, like earning interest on a bank account. You know yeah, what mining yeah. is. Sure. But now you can take, if you own coin and you put it in an offline wallet, you can stake and actually, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. like mining, but it doesn't I, take the same power. I have 100,000 Tron that mm. are being stake. Oh, you're stake, at 100,000 Tron? Yeah, yeah. Me too, baby. And, <laughs> and I'm running that BTT. I, I, I got 2,000. But yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and, that, and that's really just because I feel like the Chinese have sorted it out. Even though the government's against it, there's a lot of bright minds over there. And they Justin Sun. He's a visionary, uh, but not like Vitalik is. Who's Vitalik? He's uh, the founder of Ethereum. But Ethereum. but Justin is one of those guys. Which they're all what, hype. But they're, he's a very much a marketing guy. But, they, but what's good about China, <laughs> for good or for ill, <laughs> mm-hmm. is they have a captive audience. So they're whether you can make the argument all day long that they you know they copy this with with WeChat or whatever they've created these proprietary products to the country and they have a captive audience and they have a lot of users. And they can generate a lot of dollars. But aren't so they like well, confined then why, to using why, why, why would you say Tron, okay, over EOS, or why would you say Tron over Neo and and Gas? Like those are EOS is is what Block One is Brock Pierce and 
a couple other cats. They're not uh, they're they're not Chinese, but they offer the same technology. They're also because a three I, blockchain. Because I'm I'm siding with the Chinese on that. I think <laughs> I, I really am. I just because I, I've been there. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and when I, when I say I that, listen. that's the this, first time I've ever heard something. I'm siding with the Chinese on this on one. On this one, yeah. I, and I, I don't mean that in like an anti-American. I don't sentiment. own a Kia. Yeah. But I or that's Korean. <laughs> I, hold on, I'm, I'm going to back it up. I don't okay, mean that right. in an anti-American um, or anti-patriotic thing. I just mean that we we whenever it was, we decided we were going to outsource everything to China in the 80s or 70s or whenever it was. We've been dumping dollars into that country forever, and. Uh, they've been, they've been reaping the rewards of that for a long time. And they've they also are, been buying up most of our debt. Yeah, they have. They've and they're, and they're they're mm-hmm. the most powerful. Not I shouldn't even say emerging economy, but developing or developed country. And economy. they're suffering the most because of those things right now with all of the tariffs and the fact that we're at odds with with that country. They're, the their their That's, economic growth is last. slowing significantly. That's not going to last. And as long as um, as long as the, the 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 world without borders sort of theory of like. The more universal we get, the more you know, open borders we get, the more um, all that stuff, the more you need universal tools. And a universal currency makes sense. And so in that regards, I understand that. And like uh, or an internet currency or a universal currency, I think that could be the end result of all of this. It makes sense to me, logically. Why would we have a thousand different currencies when we could have one? Storage of value. Sure. And like that's, gold. Sure. So whether that's Bitcoin or some other coin, but I guess I'm saying I subscribe to the concept that a single universally applicable currency could work. Well, right. Exists. So if you think about yeah, Bitcoin in its... I don't know if it's going to be Bitcoin, but... Right. I'm not saying it is either, but I'm saying it's the most dominant. But and I buy the idea. It's got the largest community of developers behind it. Um, and it's the one that people put, have the most faith in because it's been around the longest and it is... The OG Satoshi. I think Craig Wright's a total piece of shit. I don't think he's Satoshi. I think Satoshi's a weird guy that'll never come out. And I don't think those Bitcoin we'll those Bitcoin will never see the light of day, at least until we've changed over oh, the world. How much currency. does he have? Oh, like hundred billion something he's ridiculous the, he's the owner in, in, of in dollars. Of them, yeah. But but if you think about what Bitcoin solves, it takes us back to that storage of value that we have with gold without the same problems of having to ship it. And you're talking about instantaneous payments. And if you've ever tried to send money overseas, it in some cases, it's it takes so long and is so expensive in terms of the fees to be able to do so. By comparison to, hey, I'm going to send you. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, understand for, for twenty cents. I don't understand the costs and the transactional latencies in these technologies. I don't understand them. TPS transactions per second. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, think of it like a hose. You can only run so much water through it. And yeah, but when you think of it like a hose, I think. Well, think of data, it, think of it is... like a dial-up modem, right? That's where we are with blockchain because you're on a peer-to-peer network and it's not just the internet um, where you're dealing with buy a bigger server, run it through a bigger ISP, through fiber or whatever. You're dealing with peer-to-peer. So there's got to be confirmations, right? But it's got to start announcing to the network that this transaction is taking place and a new transaction is taking place. It needs to be witnessed by the miners. And once the miners start confirming that, then it starts hitting the blockchain. That process, even though you got lots of people mining this stuff, um, the problem with the, the scalability is that it, it's inefficient. It's it's like trying to use a dial-up modem on the internet. If you ever downloaded music in your day, back when Napster was a thing, 
I did. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you're, I did do that. That was your aim. You're Hopefully, music, nobody's listening. listening. I did it. I just watched. I just watched Kyle do it. I wasn't. I didn't do it. Kyle. I listened. To I, actually, Ky- I think it was my sister. He <laughs> really wanted to get that Mr. Big album. Um, I don't remember what I even got off of it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Metallica. So if you Very remember, if you remember those days when you were doing it and you had your fourteen four, your fifty six K, if you were big baller, you had DSL in your house. Okay. Mm. Oftentimes you get. Ch- you we did. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how Bitcoin works. Okay, so that's how you need to equate transactions per second because it works very much like torrent. So, uh, or 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 connecting to peers to get that information. So your bandwidth, right? If you had your fifty six k modem running and you wanted to download a song directly from a website, it's a single stream that's coming into you, right? All at one time. Whatever their bandwidth is and whatever your bandwidth is is, is, is maximized. And then it, it's divided by how many people are using bandwidth on the network within your own home. If you look at you know, what we were talking about before, whether it's, it's BitTorrent or uTorrent or any of these things, you have all these different people that are trying to connect with this information so they can add it to the ledger. They can only do that so fast, right? So the transactions... Typically, it gets announced within seconds, but how fast it gets confirmed is very difficult because the more people that you have, it's like everybody trying to download from the same dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, it takes forever. You got to wait your turn. Okay? I've, heard, I've heard. I don't care how fast your internet connection is if you don't have enough miners to process the total number of transactions. That's what we got. Makes sense. Ch- we got choked out in 2017. You remember when the fees for Bitcoin? It was like, I, I at one point it was like I have to I have to spend. Like close to eighty dollars to send. I think people there's a big disconnect between um, people's understanding of the technology and its applications or its potential applications, and what's really going on. What what people like you know and people who are really heavily into this space know is that the infrastructure needs so much work. And it's being built, and it's getting scaled, and the institutional investment is there, and it's it's just getting there's this whole hive of activity happening underneath the surface that everyone else doesn't see. Sure. And as soon as that, and there's so many different facets, and so many different ways you can do it. So, yeah. for instance, you look at Ripple Labs, right? The guys who do XRP. Yeah. That, for the most part, could be classified as a centralized currency. They own the majority of the supply, which has been undistributed. Most of the mining takes place at Ripple Labs. They're but, people, the ones... but people don't understand what is the value in having all of these transactions on a ledger that people can see. I mean, people don't understand the value in Transparency. having the trans- They don't understand the value of that. Because when you think about just the trillions, probably, of transactions that happen every day now through credit cards and this transaction, that transaction, no one's going to – no one has the time to look through all that uh, shit or wants to look through all okay, that shit. Okay, here's, here's – This is the common perspe- perception. So I just mean when you're confronted with that volume of information, it, you can understand whether you like it or not. You can understand the argument for well, how is this possibly relevant or necessary for us to, to really get our arms around that much information. All right, do you know why in like this whole thing was invented uh, in 2008 when when Satoshi posted his first first white paper on the forums said I've got an idea for a new currency it wasn't the first idea for 
a digitized currency or a digitized storage of value. There were like eight or nine competing ones. His just happened to be the best. I don't know his reason. I don't know the it, reason. It, it came out of the financial crisis, and the reason for that was you had people, average folks, who were putting their money into the central banking system um, or putting their money into, um, you know, hedge funds, stock, you know, people, money managers. You know, you go to your bank and you say, I want to put my money into a 401k or I put my money into this. They're managing your money, right? They're the ones who are placing the trades, doing the transactions or whatever. And and your allocation, however much you put in, right? You own what percentage of whatever that fund. Um, That a lot of that retirements, uh, 401ks just got wiped out. People lost 50% of their of their savings in some cases more. Uh, when the financial crisis hit and all of the major, you know, all the majors started dumping, you know, uh, Lehman uh, Brothers. It makes perfect sense to me. Right. So wouldn't you like to know at that point where that money went and why? Yes. But I'm trying to paint the picture that that guy who doesn't have that kind of access or knows how to look for it or whatever is trusting his financial advisors who may have that access or whatever to be honest with him. And so for the, unless a person is going to be that hands-on with their money, which none of the big investors are, how are they going to know? So let me give you a, a much simpler example as to why transparency within the same... – I'm for it. I'm just giving oh, course, you this perspective. I know. An easier way to explain it to somebody who would offer me that opinion would be uh, less – what, two years ago, uh, maybe less, Wells Fargo, huge scandal, hit the news, and it was – they were overcharging customers for in fees for for things that didn't even matter. Big lawsuit, right? Hu- huge. Yeah, I remember. And it was one of these deals where you know there were fees. They were opening up uh, like uh, accounts and customers' names mm-hmm. without their knowledge to do things, right? Now you say that this person is you're handing your money over to a big bank, a well-known bank that everybody knows and loves, right? Wells Trust, Fargo, right? Well, unquote. they don't answer to you, bro. They answer to <laughs> stockholders. Right, they're an institution, and if the stock price goes up, they all get their bonuses. Okay, and it doesn't matter to them whether you're making money or not. They just want to make sure that your money is with them. Okay, so when you see something like that happen, and there's that level of distrust, it makes a lot of sense to anybody, even the most average of people. You saw this in the news. You saw that the, the banking system is charging you. Every time you take out money at the ATM, most of the time there's a fee, right? If you get overdrawn in your account because you have too little money in your account, you get charged a fee. Every time you do anything, you get charged a fee. You want to send money to your buddy, there's a five-day processing window from you sending it your account to, to, to it hitting his account through wire, and you get charged a fee. If you want to get there faster, it's going to cost you more, okay? Mm-hmm. All of this is taking place. They're, they're, they're collecting fees that you get pissed about already. When you add that additional layer of deceit, of them, you know, acting in a in a in a manner that them is, versus us, yeah, situation. well, in a way to where it's like, hey, you're putting you're putting you're using my name or you're using yeah. my money and you're charging me for things that I don't do or think things that aren't you know you're, you're basically stealing from me, right? To hit bottom lines and raise your stock prices or whatever, you're doing it knowingly, okay. I would like to know why why I can't get a record of every single thing. My money that's parked there, all I should ever see is the money that I deduct 
and the money that you're giving me for parking it there. And if you're going to take as as a bank, as a central bank, your entire purpose, the way you make money is you take money that I give you, you digitize it, put it on a computer screen so I can see my balance. That's not real money. It's digital balance. It's a number. I have to think that. That I get. I understand all of that. I mean, but they use that to, to give out loans to small businesses. I have to think that if... Or people who want to buy houses with zero interest loans. Well, yeah. <laughs> we all saw how that worked out. Well, that's what they did. Yeah. I'd like to well, know. I'd like to know that you, tied, that you tied up my 401k it, I don't into think was, a subprime mortgage security. It wasn't even so much the low interest rates. Was it was that the adjustable rates kicked in and they were all much, much, much higher. Than Correct. That. Yeah. Um, but I have to think that Look, institutional money is not going down without a fight. So, of course not. So there's not going to be. Why do you think there's J.P. Morgan coin? The J.P. Morgan coin and all this kind of stuff. But wouldn't it? Be, here's the problem: because anonymous money, which is what Bitcoin can be, is it's a problem. There's hacking. There's criminal activity. What's to so stop? So is cash. But what is to stop the banks from participating in that too? So you give your money to a private equity firm or a hedge fund or whatever, and they're going to give you the, the the ledger that you can see, and then they can launder dollars through other ways in, in other. Uh... Just take your money. So what do you know about what do you know about KYC? I don't know anything about it. Okay, it's a new regulatory thing that's been put in place for the most part. Of... But this is why people aren't getting into it because the big the regulation's not there. Oh no, they're moving at record pace, well, and, and you've got. I mean, and I hate to be the. I don't want this quote to go on the record, but the Winklevi twins uh, are doing <laughs> great things in terms guys, of trying. Guys, yeah, I mean they're they're out there. They're they out invented there. Facebook, whatever. Yeah, I mean. They're they're hustling for the ETF. They're trying. They're they're embracing regulation. You know, and uh, even Vitalik with Ethereum, like he's trying to move mainstream and work with with the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. He's trying to work with these bigger companies so that we can we can. Make that fidelity. Well, it's another uh, big one. It sounds for people who really kind of, and I don't even, I wouldn't say I have my finger on the pulse, but for anyone who kind of moderately has their finger on the pulse, it seems like the whole industry is all of the sort of negative press that comes out about cryptocurrency is all just there to slow the, the, the breaking of the levy. It's, you know, yeah, it's like it, we we like anyone who's really sort of gets it is like this is I I, I feel like it, it is inevitable. It is inevitable to have a mass adopted digital currency, cashless society. Whether yeah. it already is, what are well, credit, credit card yeah, points? Credit well, card no, points you are were, cryptocurrency. You were making exactly, but you were making the argument. You were like, it's basically anonymous, and I'm like, have you ever seen Scarface, bro? Like, you show well, up with a briefcase full of cash. That's I pretty just, anonymous as to who you give it to. I, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, but I don't say that to A and B it. Like one is sort of less, you know, uh, prone to crime than the other. I just mean that it is an issue, and it's and it happens to be an issue where you can steal way larger sums of money electronically than you ever could physically. So the susceptibility to massive fraud or criminality in digital mm-hmm. space is much larger. It's a transfer, and that's real. Of that's real. Numbers. That's real. That's hold real. on, I'm going to take you. That's real. I'm, hold on. Yes, the amount of effort, time, and money that it takes to steal cryptocurrency. Whether it, 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 I mean, if you're hacking from somebody's personal wallet, 
and they know what they're doing. Well, you only hear, ever hear about the stories that break in those. Every exactly. fucking week they break and right. it's $100 million here, it, $50 million, it, bankrupted this oh, exchange I, or whatever. I mean, well, they're all I, the time. I haven't been hearing this. Like, people are stealing all the time. Crypto well, crypto well, our Cryptopia with well, the non and uh, my Loki well, got crypto, hacked. Oh, Cryptopia. We ended up still having. Yeah, we, we still have our balance. I feel like an exchange <laughs> tanks every day with they, someone. They that, don't. They don't tank. It's not that they tank. And the best part about So we went through this. Yeah, so, but we didn't lose anything. I didn't lose anything. We didn't lose anything. No, we didn't. Our balances were still there because we. But it was gone for about We had invested month. in coins that weren't worth stealing. <laughs> That's absolutely Let's keep true. it on the level here. That's true. We were pennies. Our, yeah, the we, ones that, that I saved. I was like 700 bucks. He was like 50 bucks. Yeah. And it was like, but it was, but they were airdropped coins, meaning it was free money. Yeah. Like, cr- it was in our cr- it was in we, we took an airdrop and it was like, uh, yeah. we did an, a, a Z, uh, Z classic coin was doing, uh, uh, the, the guy, the big guy, Bitcoin Jesus. He started a new cryptocurrency called Anon, which came out with Bitcoin Private or whatever, which, you know. You lo- had to be on a certain platform in order to get the airdrop. You get yeah, free Anon. Like, you remember when Bitcoin split like and went some- to Bitcoin Cash, right? Yeah, even that, you know, the hard forking had to be explained to me. I thought it was a lesbian thing. It's a fork. <laughs> it's, it's a fork. It's a fork. I love hard forking. I gotta be honest with you. It does sound dirty. It sounds actually more dangerous than dirty. It does sound Scissors, scissoring sounds like you're going to get a wait, mild wait, cut. Wait, Hard wait, forking wait, sounds you, like you're going to go to the hospital. Four holes. Yeah. Four holes. Yeah. At least, right? Unless it's a three-prong. Have you guys Take seen... him out of the oven. Stick a fork <laughs> in him. He's done. What's that new dance? Slam dancing? Or not slam That's dancing. Not but what's it? Not That's sl- been around since the 80s. Not slam dancing. But it's like, where the, it's like the hip-hop version of just like grinding on each other, but really hard. Twerking. No, it's definitely it. not twerking. It's two people together where they like... Mambo number five? Okay, you know Is what? Is it the Macarena? <laughs> Let's get back to the topic at hand. Tango. I'm not gonna... Is it... Is it... Is it... Is it the Charleston? All right, so forking. not to go vaudeville on you, let's but talk, I just broke that let's, out there. Let's go back to hard forking. No, okay. So hard forking <laughs> is a simple premise to understand. If you can imagine that there are a, a row of ants that are carrying food in a simple line, I can imagine. Right? That. Yes. Okay. They're all carrying food in a simple line. It's all the same group of ants, right? Whatever they're carrying at the time that the hard fork occurs, right, is equal. It now gets split into two lines, and whatever they're carrying, they now are have the exact same amount on both paths. One was the original that they had, which is the original chain. I understand the concept, which is so but isn't hard that creating? I understand the concept, but isn't it creating something out of nothing? Um, Which I feel like Bitcoin has been. You're, well, you're I cre- made that argument earlier. When yes, I you're creating something out of nothing, certainly, but you're also expanding the marketplace. Meaning, you're 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 something that has a value um, of zero but when that's... when it starts is all based off of the promise that it's offering. So it doesn't have a value of zero if, if Bitcoin Cash represents. Uh, larger blocks and faster transaction times and, and better, better right? scalability. So but it's basically is... saying we're competing with the other. So we are actually the true. And when we hard fork out of this, you're going to want to sell all but the other crap so both? it goes down to zero. But this is the other reason why mass adoption is, is slowed. Because there's no way that all 13 or 1,500 or however many altcoins or, cur- or currency, whatever we're going to call them, um, have their own unique practical application in a scalable, massive way. That's why I attribute them, so aside this, from Bitcoin being this, gold, this, every other currency, which is known as an altcoin, I look at very much the same way that you presented earlier as a security, more yeah. like a stock. But it retards the progress of people 
um, adopting. understanding and adopting it. Yeah, because look, you have to approach this from from people who just don't know. And when you when you give this to the guy on the street who has never been introduced to this information, and you really want to get him on your side in a simple and easy way, you give him ten Ethereum. Yeah, it yeah, that's, all, that's all it takes. <laughs> Dude, I was on board. I, I gave him ten Ethereum. I gave another friend of mine like sixteen, um, no, not but Ethereum, but Litecoin yep. at the time. You can't hand the guy on the street a flash drive, but the problem is that the the it's just sort of systemically um, unpalatable for most people, and and they they don't get that uh, what's going on. They can't wrap their head around it. People don't do a good job of explaining it. What do you think would be the approach to get the every? Well, hold on. on Let me ask another question. Okay. And I'm not going off the rails on a tangent here. Feel free. But let's yeah. just say I love rails and I love tangents. Both Sweet. are great. And we'll hard fork the two. <laughs> so speaking of rails, yeah, we'll reverse hard fork. No, no, no so rails. So we'll, we'll take a tangent on the rails. So if you look at 2005, and I approached you and I said, "Bro, you're not going to believe this." There's this new website out there that allows me to upload videos. And you turn to me and go, cool, what the fuck are you going to upload? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like I, hey. I took a video of my cat yesterday, dude. Put it up there. Fuck, it's sweet. Check it out. It's hilarious. And you go, I, I d- what, why? What's the point? Like, what's the deal? I understand the parallel you're trying to draw. No, but the, the idea is, same thing with Facebook. You know, you start off and, and I say, you know, hey. Here's a place everyone Go can to, tell each other what mom, they're doing. Mom, check out my Facebook page. What? Why would you live your life online? That's stupid. Why would you do? Why would you post anything online? Now my mom is a member. She and she didn't know how to use it. Now she does. It was so foreign of an idea to her uh, back in the day. You know, posting something mm-hmm. online for people to be able to to catch up on and connect with and see anytime that they wanted to. To her, that was overload and it was too much and it was it was too complicated. You're saying that's comparable I, I to what's going on here. I completely, I I completely understand. He's the talking about the reason why it's not being saying, widely adopted. Yeah, faster. what I'm what the point I'm Which trying to make sense. the takeaway for the, happen, the takeaway for our audience member that one, is that one dude. Uh, hi, Jerry. Girl. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Josephine. I don't know if it's a guy is or a girl. That the the crypto community is not doing itself any favors in the way that they are dispersing this information. They need to think about that, think hard about it, and it and, might be by design. And Some come, people might be like, you know what? The better they don't know, the more they're going to invest. You know, no. If you look, if you, if you believe in the concept and you really want to be evangelical about it, whatever, you need to try to uh, give the most metabolized, digested uh, perspective on something that you can. That's easy for people to to palate. And do you feel like you're pro- not being done? Do you feel like your progression in cryptocurrency has been halted by the fact that you just aren't really explained? It's not explained. I to you. get it now. Okay. But if someone had sat me down and gave me the sixty you second version of it early? that I could have get, that I could give anyone today, what's your wait? What's your sixty second version? Well, I'm not rehearsed, okay. but I would say <laughs> I would say it's uh, so. Okay, what if I told you you had no idea and you were explaining to somebody new and I said and you said Bitcoin, I don't get it, I don't know, I'd never invested in it, and I said, yeah, well, what if I told you you already are? Because the U.S. government owns like I don't know three or four percent. Yeah, sure. Of all the Bitcoin in existence, right? And what if I told you that by the time real mass adoption comes, meaning like you get to that point where people are paying with stuff, like it'll be Fed coin, meaning it'll be the U.S. Right. government will tokenize their version off of Bitcoin. Of the dollar. Oh, yeah. Well, 
well, it won't be the dollar. It'll be the Fed. It'll be the I mean. digital dollar, the Fed yeah. coin, or whatever. But to them, what most people don't realize in the Bitcoin world that the, and there, it's an even scarier layer, is that what the technology represents is full transparency on an anonymous level when you use Bitcoin because you're just dealing with two addresses. But now, when you tie it to a social security number, and the government is the only one that has access to the public ledger. Now, all of a sudden, you, you, you can get tra- – every single thing that you have gets tracked and your wallet, if it's distributed through the Federal Reserve, your wages could get garnished. There's no such thing as a central bank anymore mm-hmm. where they got to talk to J.P. Morgan and say we're garnishing this guy's wages because he's a deadbeat dad and doesn't pay child support or, or he's you know in a lawsuit or something. Like now it's – we'll just shut off your access to any and all money. Right. It'll you know, become barcode government control. It's going to be worth nothing. <laughs> so as great as the promise RFID is – yeah, RFIDs. Barcode, barcodes are so 80s, man. Yeah, dude, get out, sorry, get, out of your head, get your head out of your ass. But once they start putting it on the our bodies... Con- the concept of universal or global or planetary currency is old. I mean, I don't know when the first instance of it was in fiction writing. Pussy. Maybe in the 30s or something like that. It's really old. <laughs> I love it. And uh, it's it's old. I mean, it's been around forever. And you know, I don't know what they called it in Star Wars in the 70s, units or credits or something, but it's it's been around every time. Space you, cash. You go somewhere, it's always the same Space everywhere you go. Cash. It's an old concept. Yeah. I, and I also believe that it's sort of inevitable that we go in that direction. I think probably everyone, if they sat down for five seconds and thought about it, would say the same thing. The problem is it's not presented to them in a way. And if you read uh, any news, any news on this topic, it's exactly 50-50. And that has to be by design. You Half the articles are completely against it and half the articles are right. completely for it. And you get this. How can you adopt to- anything? Right, but the ones who are editor the ones who editorialize for it, they always leave the disclaimer at the bottom that say it's a I have to tell you that uh, I own Bitcoin nobody, and I own Ethereum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then the ones the who are who are shitting says, all over it nobody, do never say that. They never say I have not. to let you know. Because they don't know anything about it. They just want to rip not. it apart. Of course not. And I agree with that. And and of course uh, nobody's gonna say this is so clearly the path we're on. It is so obviously inevitable that this is going to take place. There's no reason for a thinking person to imagine a world where we're going to have pesos and dollars and pounds and rubles and whatever. It's stupid. And it's pennies SMS. and quarters and dimes Those all and hundreds and tens. And- because it's a, dated, it's a dated transactional medium that needs to be updated. Everyone, I think, gets that. And I also understand that the institutions are going to claw their way to slow it as long as they can. Well, it's right. going to work on all fronts. It's not just the central banks that blockchain is going after. The technology itself, the idea behind blockchain, blockchain, which, which governs... Well, it kill, because it kills crony capitalism is it, the problem. It, it kills closed networking is systems. Is it a problem? That is a problem. Meaning, <laughs> if, you, if you look at all of the big, wig, super-duper unregulated... The, the money, the, the, the flow of data. Da- inform- this is the information age for that reason. We're, we're, we're about to leave the information age and head into what's known as the fourth industrial revolution or second industrial revolution, whatever that is, where, where AI. Ninth. It could be 12th. I don't yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a, we're, we're going to have another industrial revolution where, AI, where computers take the forefront and wipe out a shit ton of jobs. No more, you know, truckers are going to be losing jobs. That was on the, yeah, because I, I listened to that on a podcast. Oh, about the the hey, loss of jobs. Hey Daryl, <laughs> you ever see that South Park? <laughs> there episode? was a South Park episode. Hey no, Daryl, you know, I, I, that was the only that was the only compelling case for universal basic income that I ever heard of. Oh my God, don't oh, say we, that you we, were for that. Well, we talked about universal. Basic. But I'm not, I said it I'm makes not, it, you're talking about Andrew Yang. 
Yes. Yeah. Because he was on Joe Rogan. So yeah, what, yeah. what did you think about that? He's running for president. <laughs> well, he may, he. I mean, as far as explaining that concept goes, he does. He's articulate. He, he knows his way okay. around that concept. Okay. I just don't subscribe to that concept. Good. He has yeah. a lot. He had. He he presented a very fine plan mm-hmm. in a summarized form with uh, any questions about the true details. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, it'll work itself out. Well, right. you know, obviously. If you know what we, bothered me the most about that podcast was the fact that, I mean, if you played a drinking game where you had to take a shot every time you said, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. You'd be that was hammered. And actually, I think you'd die so of look, alcohol. Blood what is that supposed to be a validation point? It's like, I, I don't really know. felt bad because Joe Rogan had it teed up for him. He should have been like every time being, you know, like every opportunity being so like, so are you an entrepreneur? Yeah. Oh, man. As a comic, <laughs> he could have just crushed it. He just said it. So He must have said it 30 times <laughs> in two hours. You know, like that's, so eh. as an entrepreneur myself, I don't Wait, know so, what you are. So what have you done? So, you're, so you make money. Okay. How do you do this? Yeah, are you, so you're you, out for your. What, I don't know what they look, call look, that. I, look, I'm an entrepreneur, so yeah. you know I do these things but, on my own. Oh, you when, are. Yeah. So it's terrible. This is new to me. It was, I it was, it was actually got to be painful towards it the end. Be new to you. <laughs> um, but I, I hadn't heard the case for it, and he presented the case for it. Um, I don't Dude, Peterson talked about it all. Peterson still talks about it, like the the idea, because he always talks about the rad- the radical le- well, leftist, yeah, and but, how Marxism and, and what, the fact that universal um, basic income, like that, it's a totally ludicrous idea. Yeah, well, it's funny too because um, these guys who you know who are against it, they're so dismissive, and they do it in like a really kind of cool way. <laughs> Why um, are they wearing leather pants? <laughs> no, like they dismiss um, it with guitars. Ben, and Sh- ben Shapiro and had a guy on. Uh, a general, an army general, and in one fleeting sentence, he sort of just murdered the entire concept. And I forget how he put it. it was basically like, "Well, you can't do that because you have to work for what you have," right. and and just sort of carried on in the sense that he didn't miss a beat and just sort of carried on. And I just thought it was so slick. And so ever since then, I had these sort of two ideas in my head, and I have to agree. I mean, you you can't doesn't matter what's going on you, you can't give you can't give people money for nothing like, here you go you're you're alive and, and, here's and even your and even if allowance even if and even if you should and this is what's funny about my position on this is even if you can and even if you should cut you money shouldn't. from other areas who are who are overspent to to subsidize other areas I, you still can't well dude what what andrew you yang still can't. andrew yang right. basically in his argument of, for for what he was saying in terms of basic income was essentially saying it's not universal basic income. Um, it, what we're doing is just getting rid of what we're already doing, which is quantitative easing. The printing of, you know, we're printing printing money for no reason and putting it out there so that people have more money to spend. And the more money that people have to spend, they spend on businesses. Those businesses spend their money on taxes. And most of the money that you're giving out just gets flooded right back into the economy. However, what we don't realize is that it's still an inflationary thing so in order to give money out to people if we're not bringing in more money from outside sources meaning if our trade deficit doesn't go down if our gdp doesn't go up all of a sudden we're printing money for no for to to hand out to people much the same way we're doing with quantitative easing but the problem with with basic basic income is that nobody's doing anything a, a large percentage aren't doing anything to raise the they're less incentivized to raise the gross domestic product there's less people out there farming there's less people out there inventing there's less people out there working right that's why quantitative easing is a better idea not the ideal solution 
but it's a better idea than basic social basic income universal income simply because you actually have people who are going to go out and get that loan so that they can start a business and try and hire people and get people to go to work and get people to create so you're incentivizing people to get off their ass as opposed to sit around and collect a check i think it's a complicated problem for sure and there's no easy answer but i think that the one of the issues hi ryan there is the easy answer is just don't do it well, you can't do it, but I think one of the issues is that there are too many people and too few jobs um, on its face. That's sort of what it looks like, right? When you when you have when you have an industry of X million truckers that will be displaced in X years, you think, well, okay, we're we're migrating from one industry standard to a new one. If automotive drivers take off, which they will. What do you do about that? But it affects every job. I mean, it'll affect it affects every area. Hospitality. It'll it'll oh, affect, it's, and it's going to destroy medicine. Oh my god! So and law, lawyers are not going to be able. I mean, you have all these kids that are out there trying to figure out. You know, hey, I want to I want to be the the kid on suits. And the sad part is is that those jobs, all the research jobs, all the paralegal jobs that they would be getting to learn their practice and make their way up. AI is going to replace that. There's going to be no experience for the younger group. So only the most experienced lawyers. Who are going to have all of that research Learn done by AI? Well, nah, that's a stupid thing to say too. Because you could turn to a trucker look, and say, having, well, having a computer, exactly. having I'm a computer that can that joke. can reference every case file that ever existed on a topic is helpful. But lawyering is not about knowing the law. Lawyering it's about is about arguing, framing a conversation, right? Yeah, but that's what you, that's what the guys who are already there with the positions are going to be able to do. Right. The reason it's going to displace everybody who's got their right. just got their law degree. They're not Big going. Trouble. They're not going to trial. They're not going to get the they're, experience they're pushing necessary. Paper. Pushing exactly, paper. Yeah. paralegals. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be rough, man. Yeah, and, and my, once that all goes paperless, it's even less relevant. Oh yeah, big time. So yeah, I, I, look, that's going to be. So that, the, I guess what we're we're getting off topic, but the problem is there are a lot of jobs going away because the technology is pushing the ball down that way. What do we do about that? And I don't know the answer to it. I, I guess the only reason we came Make to it sure was, that, was that I firstly heard about this argument. <laughs> Dude, we've all we've had, di- we've had displacement throughout history. I mean, but if, it's getting to be. I think it's going to be maybe at a larger scale. Of yeah. course, happen, there's you know? what seven billion people on the planet. We are yeah. right double, on top double. of that. So, and so what so- happens? So what happens when all of a sudden these guys? And it's not going to be like a light switch. You know, it's not Dude, like tomorrow everyone doesn't have a job. If like, you told somebody in 1910. That they could be a millionaire taking photos of their ass on their phone. No, I know, but you. But that's they didn't have that. They that did technology. not have that. Uh, <laughs> no. They didn't have that job available back then. No, but at the same time, the, but, the guy who drove the buggy was a little bit displaced when the assembly line was invented. But and Andy Yang yeah, is saying that um, when you take the average age of truckers and let's say there's two million jobs, I don't know what it is. I'm making numbers up. But let's say the there's two million fifty year olds that over the course of five years don't have jobs anymore. When you all of a sudden dump that giant pile into the workforce again, it's not good. Oh, it's chaotic. It's, pro- so, it's protesting. It's yeah, and and you know, and there's no, and I, I have to agree, is not a great answer for it because I don't know what to do about that. And you can't say, well, you should have had another skill set. You know, you should have sort of that doesn't work either. Yeah. So it's it's kind of. Well, what do you do? And I don't know what to do. But I know what I I don't I don't know what you you should do. But I think people, you cannot pay them like money. Forty five or 50 okay. Years so for, old first off, of autonomous like autonomous truck driving. Everything that everybody talks about in these discussions about the, the displacement of of certain uh, vocations happening through automation, it's not going to happen overnight. Number one, and number two, machines are extremely capable. Of doing mundane tasks 
extremely capable. They are not great at doing creative, cognitive, or reaction, reactionary things. So if you're screwing a nut on a bolt, that thing is going to displace your job. I'm but sorry. Are, but there are a finite right? amount of creative and innovative jobs. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You take the, t- the the typical truck driver, okay? He has a starting point. He has an ending point, okay? His starting point is rarely the freeway. Most of the time, he has to start from a warehouse where his truck gets loaded up. Then he has to drive through a town or a city or whatever in order to make it to the freeway. Then he has an end point. He also has way stations, et cetera, and so forth. Now, anywhere from the freeway, way station to the end point, that's an easily pretty easy thing to manage, barring weather conditions, which, you know. Yeah, and traffic, right? That's all based off of other humans mm-hmm. making mistakes, being able to avoid those things. But driving through cities where there's braking and people walking in front of you when the cro- when the the lights flashing and all this stuff, that is why you look at Tesla like th- they they will not send a truck doing a solo drive without a person sitting in in the truck, and it'll be like that for a while. For a while, and then I think what we're talking about we're is a period be, where they've overcome that. We're talking maybe two generations. Well, then you'll put them in a pod. And you'll have you'll have one dude. Your kids, well, we kids just need more pod people. Your kids, yeah. kids will not see a human truck driver. All right. So t- no, as happened? far as truck drivers are concerned, those guys who are in the trucking industry now will probably ha- should be moving into jobs, trying to get jobs, and embrace that technology. But they're not. They're not. And what's going to happen to the entire field of oncology is going to go away. It's going to go away overnight. Radiology and oncology are going to go away. They are going to go away overnight. There's going to be like a don't one tell year. my uncle. There's going to be one year where <laughs> when, when those devices become mass available and all the hospitals get government subsidies to buy those machines, and then the next year, everyone's going to stop. And then all the colleges are going to stop offering that program, and the industry's going to die. That will happen, for sure. And that's not a doom and gloom thing. That's just true. And there's probably a lot of industries like the paralegal industry and who knows however many that are going to experience that. Whereas automated driving will take maybe 20 years to really come full circle because what happens when 30 trucks show up to the Martian yard of, of a big facility? Someone has to wave them here. Someone has to, well, you can't talk to a truck that doesn't have a right. And you've, all, you've also got to get, yeah, that's why you got the dude driving like a drone, like but, a drone. But there, but He's there, driving the truck. But there yeah. are industries where they truly will be displaced completely. And, uh, what and medical it? diagnostics is one of them. Who is it that made uh, the, who is it that made the argument that like, you'll always have the fast food joint because there's no way that, you know, a machine can sit there and, and flip a burger that's not a difficult thing to do but it really does come down to a human touch knowing that like it's done what what happens if the stove turns <laughs> off and the machine's just not reading you know it flipped a, it. yeah it, it's just 25 flip, times it's just flipping it. it's flipping raw meat oh, well, and putting then, them on raw burgers then, then the spatula has to have a heat sensor to know whether it's reduced by sure, half but, a degree but or not things really. fail Right, you have to have human presence, and but these... that okay. So then you just created one supervisor instead right, of right. thirty staff. Sure, look. So instead of four people, you get one to do the job. Doesn't mean that there won't be those jobs available become more competitive. But the areas where people are going to thrive. What we're really saying, kids, is start your own company. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why you've got our generation. <laughs> yeah, ben has been saying that from since I've known him over ten years. Like, you're going to have to you're going to offer a product or a service, but a service that um, is not easily replicable. That's, right. the, that's the real goal here, right? Because otherwise, don't be a, you know. Music? Do you think the robots are going to take over the music I industry? wonder. It, How does it work? Well, that's Aren't actually funny. Doing it? We, we should talk about that. Because I do feel like I do feel like right now they've replaced the band. A computer, and it's literally a, computer, a dude up there with a computer. 
A computer can write a song that is indistinguishable from a human composed song. Almost as well as And and most I shouldn't say yeah, I would say most Day instruments girl. most instruments in pop music today are synthesized. So yes, computers can replace Music. And they might, they might, because people are just more interested but that's in like feeling saying, something than they are about oh, and being invested in the guy. Because they're making music through computers right now. I know. So well, it's the like, it's problem, not really about the band. The, the problem is the music. The music that was created, you know, in during Mozart and Beethoven and and Bach. Nobody wants to listen to that music, even though that's the most important music that's ever been made. I mean, if I'm in an development, exactly. So but it's getting not, dumber. Actually, if it's I want to impress dumber. a woman, you know what I mean? Like if I got the mahi-mahi on the grill and oh, someone shows up you know, <laughs> and I'm wearing my ascot in my velvet robe, I have definitely got some Chopin going in the background just so I can, you know, kind of woo. I do it for wooing. Woo, but I, woo I, do, I do spend some time, not much, no, <laughs> some <no>. time wondering <laughs> and worrying about what's going to happen to that because there's so to little music? there's so little incentive for people to want to grow up to become – orchestral composers or mm-hmm. or know, they're doing it electronically through a computer and i don't think it's going to go away but it they're going to be there in 20 years there's going to be like seven people on earth who can really do a orchestra and there's going to be a bazillion djs so it's like there's that coming you know so don't be a dj well unless you're a piano player and you compose music and you can sing and you you're can saying write. that market is going to be too you see like if you ask me who's going to have a, a very short window of great success and it's going to be the guy who owns a an a string of auto mechanic shops and what? honest to god <laughs> wait i missed that yeah I... all right that dude's gonna make a killing do you want to know why why tell us all right autos auto an auto repair? mechanic okay right so you like think about where you take your car right now to get it serviced i've been looking for a new place anyway, okay keep going. jiffy lube yep <laughs> head head on down head on down the road at uh, several years where now all of a sudden pretty much every single car is electric. A, is electric. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like every manufacturer. Mothers, the new. Well, they, they won't be serviceable in the traditional sense. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every every place that you go well, then, to will service electric cars. But all so, the garages will just adapt. So we're right. going to have an overload. No, not all of them. All, what? you know, the, the Midas's are going to be like, because, dude, servicing electric cars, it's total different game. But it's, so, I know, but it's a one generation flip because. A, the average life of a car is X years. So in X years, those industries will either die or adapt. Right. But what I'm saying is it's guaranteed that, that ICE or internal combustion engine is a, as a tool for driving cars is going to die. It's going to get federally it's, it's, banned. Yeah, it's right. going yeah. to – well, no. You, you'll, get grand, you'll, get you'll get grandfathered in. in if you hail in the Lambo but, <laughs> or the old custom right. Mustang. But the, the idea is you're, they won't sell new cars. So they're just going to cut off supply to new cars. You'll just be able to buy the old They'll ones. be the classics. Right. Anything that runs so on gas. The, well, then there will be a subservice industry for Exactly. Those, that sure. subservice industry, is, that's going to be the VCR repair guy. Like, working on these, <laughs> working like on these cars, dude. Still running off you know, of there's a vacuum repair place in in my town, and I always wondered how this. this no, but what I'm saying is, they have right, a storefront too. How do you open a brick and mortar store ah, servicing vacuum? Well, you need someone to bring it with, with very with very Server. little um, ambition for success. Yeah, but then the, they had the doors <laughs> so, have been open so for how long? Mother's Market. I was just talking to him. We're talking about electric cars, talking about things moving. I walked over to Mother's Market, and I'm like, okay, all the front parking spots in front of Mother's Market are all 
electric charging stations. So that's how things are going to happen. It's not going to be gas stations. In my mind, I see parking lots. What's built. happening in your mind? What a in beautiful my, vision it is. In my mind, all parking lots have 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 these charging stations at all your parking spots. You don't go to gas stations anymore. We're cut to 10 to 20 years down the line. You're going to the mall, you're parking, you're plugging your car in, and you're going. Yeah, because by then they're all going to want to offer free gas. Well, look, there are not going to be any malls anymore. You're going to be virtual reality. You're going to go to the mall in your in the living room with a headset on. They'll, have, gonna pay, buy they'll have pay stations yeah. where you can pay. Slide your, slide your, slide your USB I, stick. I'll in get on board with electric cars when there's electric trucks. They already have loves them. His truck. Have you seen the Ryzen? That thing's badass. I think I it's what's called. I've not seen the Ryzen. It's a, it's a, the first electric pickup truck. It's no. fucking killer. That's why Tesla. That's why Elon's like. You saw I, I've heard here. of a company called Rivian that has. A Rivian. Ride. That's it. Not Ryzen. Rivian. That's Rivian. the one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty slick. That thing's killer, dude. It's pretty slick. I, I like that. All right. So we're on. We're almost there. And Tesla's got a Tesla's got a pickup truck coming out too. Well, he's wise because Americans like their trucks. Of course. And he just called the he just called the Dodge Ram puny. He called wait, out Dodge on, on Twitter. You know, he, he's a brilliant man, but he says some dumb shit. Who cares? He's Elon. He can do whatever he wants, man. He can smoke he a joint. Some, he says some he dumb shit. He can smoke a joint on, to, on, on, uh, on the podcast. Well, he was he was weird on that podcast. I, well, and Joe... No one that listens. You do realize that that's how he, he is. That's how he is. Like, well, I, I, I'm sure he is. He's but very, he's very um, I heard quiet his and stock. Like really calculated. And when he, he talks, he talks right. about, like, I'm thinking, it's, yeah, this yeah, is exactly. kind of how it is. I, that's fine. I respect that. I heard but his generally stock went down, like, 30% guy. after smoking a joint. I know. Then we went right back up. It's <laughs> Buy the dip. So, Buy the dip. Buy the dip. <laughs> sell, so, the, sell the rise. So, talking about cryptocurrency again. We've come to electric so cars. Where, I did, where I did fork. You I did feel fork like you, you're invested. A hard fork. I you, took you hard forked us over yeah, to electric cars. Pretty hard. <laughs> you hard fucked us over to electric yeah, cars. Dude, they're yeah. blockchaining the automotive industry. Um, Look, so your buddy convinced you, say, hey man, I know what's going on. I've been doing it. I'm, I'm a Bitcoin billionaire. Give me your money. Millionaire. For you. Millionaire. There's only a handful I, of whales out there. That's right. I think there's too much too much pumping up. There's too much manipulation. There's too much bear trap. That's the beauty of it. I don't. I don't see if you that. You don't. Well, you don't. He tr- likes it because it's dude. All the volatility. That's the, how you get loaded. It's chess to this guy, dude. All I do is move decimal places. He's so funny. I don't play with as much as he does. He's like, dude, I'm moving. I'm like, I just need to leave. Dude, my last year, um, I was like, watch. I was like, seriously, watch, watch, watch the screen. I'm about to. I'm about to dump like thirty Bitcoin. The biggest like, bear market boom, just that I've seen. Boom. Last year. And I just. I was like, boom, market trade. You know, and it was cool because then the prices just went. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, bye, 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 bye. But it was, it was like, if you have the ability to to play that game, like it's 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 good. It's a good game to play. But if you have, you lose your ass. Like, I know, but I, I'm all of my points today on this topic have been about how all of these actions are slowing the progress of the uptake. But it's still and going to happen. You do feel inevitably it's going to happen. I do happen. think you're, so. You're just, right. You're but now, happens, reason, now is the wild west when people are making – this is where the wealth is created. But it could happen a lot faster and it would be better for everybody. We don't want it to happen fast. Right. But there's just so, – well, Faster. The thing. But here's the fast. thing, Kyle. Here's the thing, Kyle. There, 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 there tends to be so many elements that this new thing is affecting that it can't move any faster than it's moving. People are slowly adopting it in different areas, and not just for investment or storage of value, or you know, or 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 the tech that it's involved. It's 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 changing so many different things at the same time that it's hard for people to grasp. Or like you're looking for one through line of a here's what it is, 
here's how it is, but it's not that. And that's why it's slow. And you say the problem is, is it's not being articulated, but that's because there are just so many avenues that it's affecting at the same time that it's slowly, it's going to be slow for a long time, slowly coming together and infiltrating Does all of these different Doesn't that seem sort of areas. counterintuitive to the goal? Well, hold on. Let, let me give you just you one, one example of what point? he's talking okay, about. Okay, thank you. You say that it's, it's hard for people to get on board with because you, you, everybody's always equating it to money, right? That's one of the reasons. Right. One of the reasons, right? Okay. Hard, hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what if I were to tell you that um, blockchain is going to be the future of our voting process? I believe that. Okay. Then why? Why? Why is it so easy to fathom? Um, because there's so much controversy about voter fraud, even though it's probably not as real as everyone says it is. People want to understand there's one person, one vote. They'd like to see that. They'd like those voters to be verified. They want to know they're citizens of this country, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So in that regard, transparency, it's also a palatable amount of transparency, meaning there's 300 million people in this country. There's X trillions of dollars of wealth. So it's a smaller number. It's a big number, but it's a smaller number. So you can imagine what that looks like. We also have shit voter, voter turnout in this country. We've got 300 and something million people. We've only got 200 something uh, registered voters. We only have 170 million that actually show up. So half the population is, is the population. So right, but it also comes down that. to accessibility. Right. That's the a big blocks. part of it. I'm just saying, like, you asked me how I would... would Agree with that. So by going... By, by, by blockchaining it, imagine now all of a sudden you get to shut down all of the needless money spent on government administration of voter booths oh, yeah. all of the well, employees that need to go and all an, the administrative uh, costs that get siphoned off of unfathomable amount of waste in the oh, government wait, spending it, yeah, wait, the voting spending. process right and, it, and it's you know but that's that's a problem you can't solve through conversation like this i mean that, nope, that's a, but the technology for the, i think ex, uh expanse coin which has, has i know but that's like about. saying okay we're going to put the government defense spending on the blockchain sure and then what's going to happen is they're going to dump a trillion dollars somewhere else and launder it some other way. And, Fine, and but at least we solved that problem, which makes what you but say, you can't, you this can't, is so complicated, I don't think well, people can... So if we can start removing know. pieces that make things more complicated, right. things start to get simpler. Right. Sure, but that's the, the $30,000 for a hammer argument, well, you you know, which is what happens in military. You don't really think they spent that kind of money on a toilet seat, do you? But that's what happens <laughs> in military subcontracting. Yeah, well, we spent and, a $40 million on a gas station in, in Iraq and just left it there. Right, and that that kind of thing happens where you buy these, you know, billion dollar jets that never get flown, and or they get sold to Russia for half the money or whatever. I mean, that kind of shit happens all the time, and uh, it's just a line item. It's an earmark on a budget mm-hmm. for the military for the DoD. Agreed, but and think, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. But even if that was published, I'm just telling you, man. Even if that was published, I don't think it would matter. At least not today. So maybe in 20 years, when when everyone's woke or whatever on what's being spent here and there and whatever. It would get sorted out. All right. Now, what but if you're I... not going to be able to bury, uh, you know, the the private jets and the all right, hotels? All right, hold on. I'm not. I'm not talking about the bigger complex problem. I'm saying that right now this the problem's only more complex. I got you this because we've got a problematic infrastructure within our voting system. Right. Our voting system is flawed. Right, and that aids to our turnout is garbage. Yes. That's the biggest. That's problem. also well. It's, so we got to make the it, biggest problem. But it's because it's more of important what he's than, than the turnout right. is bad because of his point. All right. The po- what I'm getting at is it's it's not access. It's harder. It's not accessible. It's not efficient. And there's it's there's right. fraud. 
right? You can game the system. This should have been fixed a long okay? time ago. And, and it's way too expensive. We should People should be able to do it from their phone or their laptop, right? right? And register. Agreed. And it should be tied. And, and that, that would increase accessibility. It would lower costs. It would get rid of fraud. That is a complex, a part of a big, big complex mess. That removes one problem, thereby making the big complex mess a little bit less complex and more simple. Another thing, immigration. If you blockchain immigration, right? Now, now all of a sudden, every registered individual who comes in and out, right, and their entire record, their family, anything and everything, if you if you start looking at in terms of identification, right, your social security number is tied to your identity, your tax your tax ID, everything, blah blah blah. If you don't have one and you come into the country and you can't issue and it can't be readable on the blockchain, meaning right now it's so bureaucratic. They got to get on the computer and they got to talk to the office over there, talk to the office over here. Be like, this guy doesn't have identification. Is that our on. wall? I'm Is your... that our wall? Wait, what you're describing? It's a way to track. Oh, it's a I way never to thought about it. Like but what that. It's a way to track. What you're describing? Yes. What you're describing I like is it. a mass streamlining in such mm-hmm. a way. That, talk about job displacement. I mean, you're you're eliminating millions of jobs. How? Yeah, that's through, why through I want to be sitting on this side of the table when it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I dude, I get it because and it's probably not not, not only do I get it, I think it's inevitable. There's I a reason that there's a 1% and it isn't because I wanted to drive a truck and get high. Like I worked to go to school, I worked to study, I worked to meet the right people, I worked to grow my ideas. If I didn't know about what I wanted to do, I studied it. To, till I, well, I was but that's brain dead. The, that's the that's the the Jordan Peterson argument is that society creates hierarchies and that you find yourself on one part of it and you have to take personal responsibility for where you Agreed. end up. And it also comes down to that, IQ. That's all. Some tr- people don't have all, IQ. That's all true. But I, I guess I, I I don't really have a bleeding heart for for the masses. I just mean that like no, you don't. we have to respect that this creates a large problem of millions of displaced people of inequality of inequality and it has to be addressed in some way and by flicking the switch and i understood that these things are gradual they don't take place overnight but flicking the switch and displacing all these people and you know Universal fucking with income. the fucking with the masses in this way is not a great solution it's I mean, not about fucking with the masses it's about reallocating meaning well, right where now, are they going to go what are they going to do are you kidding Everybody, every, I'm not kidding. I don't he where seems like he's joking. If I was, jo- if I was joking, I'm looking at his face. I'm not even. I'm not even. So I took a test. Let me segue for a second. Why did the chicken cross the road? I took yeah. a test. Why do I keep? This is vanishing. Because of water compared to your last one. Cheers. Because he got through. What's the difference between Coors Light and a canoe? They're both too fucking close to water. Oh man, I love it. I took a test online, which was about. Uh, your political party affiliation and they take you through all these questions and actually kind of comprehensive it seemed comprehensive it takes a while to take the test there's probably a hundred questions there's five different varieties and you can drill down to other ones anyways at the end of it it tells you roughly based on your answers answers which political party you are most affiliated with and i ended up being a libertarian i am i am a libertarian how long ago did you take it this was this year okay so right, I took this test. So I, 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 being, so I think we're probably very similar on this. I'm not a. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in borders. Countries should have borders. At least mm-hmm. today they should. We're not in the globalist world yet. Taking care I, of your own and your own. Community. Take care of your own. I care about being an American. I care about, you know, throwing in for Americans. I am. If someone asked me on my face, do I care? You know, about 
the plight of whatever's happening in Africa, I'm not a humanist. I don't care as much about what's going on over there as I care about what's going on here. We should have the ability to govern thyself. Yeah, and I, and I, and I don't mean that in a dispassionate way. I just mean like we can. what can we handle what, what we have mm-hmm. in front of us? Mm-hmm. And particularly when you have a family, really all I'm worried about is like can I make my business successful? Can I provide for my family? Can I get on? And that's what I'm about. So that's that's kind of the plane from which I play. And so I it think doesn't that, sound like you've got uncommon goals. No, no, no yeah. I, I don't think so. I just think that like I also, on that same token, wouldn't want to wave the wand and say, "Well, all of you idiots who just decided not to have other skills should now be in big trouble." Dude, that's not a waving of the wand. When I presented both of these things, you don't think that you still have to have people there to to register and input this information into the system and monitor the system and hold hold people accountable there's an administrative effort there but there is not a solution there and that's the problem that's the problem with that well how do you say there's not a solution there because it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that you're going to take away not take away that's the wrong word that that there will be a gradual disappearing Decline. of positions that once existed due yeah. to right. advancements in other but fields. when you introduce a new when you introduce a new technology into and into any vocation there is a redefinement well here's a question for you those are the people who get the training here's a i know but here's a legitimate question point of sale software boom is is there a math problem yeah probably there is but is there t equals a, mp is there a math problem where p equals mp that's it um traveling where the, the amount of of your working population exceeds the amount of employment that that population can can accept yeah just ask china no with the one baby rule they're about to hit the, oh, when the baby boomers did, go we into just re- talked about this yeah when the baby's going when the baby boomer group goes into retirement I, they're I not going to have enough workers to fill it, the jobs i don't think it's a i don't think it's a one-size-fits-all approach meaning it might be a billion for them it might be 300 million well they've for got us. a reverse problem we've got a problem where we're going to have too many people in the workforce because we the, just kept having the, kids. The answer to the question, the trick question, is kind of a non-starter because you, the, the real answer is you, you can't really know because it's really based around this perpetual growth paradigm. So as long as the economy is in growth, the, the answer is X. It's not knowable. But if, the, but if the economy is in recession or if it's stagnant, it is knowable. It's measurable. It's measurable. And so there is this line where the population of working people exceeds its productivity. And, you know, I'm not an economist, but I know enough about it to know that, like, we're probably, I don't know how near we are to this line You think line we're peak not. oil in right now? No, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that if you, if over the next five years, five, 10, 20 million people don't have work, it's going to be a really big issue. And people won't be caring or talking about what the banks are doing or whatever. They're going to be talking about as much as passionate as you might feel. How do I get a job? How do I feed my family? They're going to, yeah. Exactly. It's survival and if they, and, if, and, it's, and I'm telling you because I'm from the Midwest. In the Midwest, it's all ag and it's trucking and it's that kind of stuff. And if they're, if you can't make more money on an on a acre of corn than you could the year before and you can't afford to le- lease your land or you don't own your land or whatever, mm-hmm. or the cost of water is too high, all those things. It, it, it just, it's going to eat side it, from the you, inside out. It's going to tear the country right. But apart. does that does that does it? And does that's it, not a case for Trump because I'm not a I'm not about Trump. That's a case about um, the economy just cannibalizing itself. Right. But let's talk consumer about consumer culture. Let's talk about people's inability to accept, as we talked about earlier, embracing the chaos. Right. Well, I I think that's granted. So now there's now there's so many new ways to where you can create. Higher yield within, say, agriculture, right, uh, in a sustainable way, right? You can create better infrastructure. You can you can have a much higher yield and higher quality product 
coming off of less acreage simply by indoor farming using hydroponics, right? But not for not for mass produced crops. What, for mass produced crops, there's other ways that you can do it. There's there's technologies that are being. Oh, did somebody just rip one? I burped. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> that's me. Out that, and in. That's a burp. That's, yeah. So um, the old. As technology <laughs> progresses, the more that you can embrace that technology, the lower your cost is going to be, and the higher your output should be. But only if it's government subsidized, and that's the problem. Because I'm telling you right now, it, that's that's a nice soundbite, but nobody in Kansas did you guys get that soundbite? Nobody in Kansas <laughs> has the dollars to to install any kind of innovation in their farming. right. And guess what? Fine, government subsidized or grants. Right or or tax deductions. Yeah, okay, or, well, if we're going to cut a trillion dollars out of the government and give it to, to the well, Department of Agriculture. Well, hold on, those are, those are at infrastructure costs, right? And they should be maybe reallocated. Yep, and maybe they should, but that's something that you can handle on a higher level. I mean, look at how much money that that we put into to energy back in the Obama administration. I mean, the whole idea behind getting off of oil and you know starting to frack and do the natural gas route which a lot of people were against but you know being able to produce without having to, to straight up drill like we're one of the top producers of oil right now and we hit we hit peak oil back in the 70s and now you know we're getting OPEC over there to start lowering their production just so that they can compete so it, it's it's a matter of our willingness to push that pile forward that is going to allow us to continue to grow and 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 move forward, and I don't think it's going to leave millions of people without maybe, jobs. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But the but the problem with farming is that most of the farmers don't own the land they're on, so they're leasing the land from someone else. So those farmers don't have the same income that that the guy who owns the land right. has. So if you of the however many hundreds of millions of acres there are of farmland in this country, a big number of that, maybe it's sixty percent, seventy percent is are not those guys collecting the income so the price of that of the yield per acre is important and if the cost of water go up or, or climate change is killing um, crops or they don't have the money uh, in the budget to to in, invest in all this kind of technology and whatever it's gonna be really bad well we and, got into livestock farming and the fact that cow, cow farts are the number one reason for climate change <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got into that. Yet. I already oh, got. Yeah. You guys got that? He and no, I don't have oh the measurement, the metrics on. No, that. dude, it far exceeds We're anything that the car. Oh, I know the, it's a thing. Oh, oh my god, the methane gas. Kansas is big for cattle ranching. Oh, dude, Man. livestock farming is the biggest contributor to Where climate change. Where does all of that gas go? Well, that's what the that's the vegan argument. No, no it's not even the vegan argument. The, it really is. It's part of the vegan it argument. Makes sense. We ought not to eat meat because. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't eat meat. I'm saying don't. Don't rape natural land so that you can. I mean, we don't need to have a McDonald's at every corner. You know what I mean? We don't need. Well, we don't need to have ninety-nine cent cheeseburgers. Steaks should be expensive. You know how much water and food it, it, it a cow consumes in its lifetime just to make five hundred hamburgers. Like, imagine what what would happen if you could reintroduce those resources into the world of agriculture. This, but again, that's one of those. Funny problems is where it's not solvable by saying meat should be more expensive. Well, that's why I came up with the idea of building communities around a farm. 
Oh, yes, you did. Yep. Well, that's how Europe is, actually. Instead of doing a the, golf that, course, the, the, everybody's Ameri- got a farm in the back where there's a lake with fish and cows and goats. And- America's uh, did not tear that page out of the book, but in Europe, a lot of Europe is that way. It's well, very local. We're it's private very... sector guys with big brains. Why don't we raise investment <laughs> to start our own subdivision with a farm in the middle and that's that should be that i would vote for that i mean that's and then we sell our we sell our product at the local store you just drive up to the subdivision store and we've got all our produce and all our food and all our stuff the the national the national approach to our economy is probably not sustainable well it's capitalism well i like capitalism who doesn't but i think that's the i think that's part of the problem in that it ought to be and it's probably why tested libertarian is that it should probably be more locally governed more more regionally controlled because the the i don't give a fuck what's going on in washington dc i care about what's going on in my town same thing as within garden city kansas where i'm from or same thing in kansas city or in omaha nebraska or in guyman oklahoma they don't care they want to do what's good for them and what's right for their community and they're completely unconcerned about what's going on everywhere else and so Mm -hmm. this nationalistic America, that's not fair to judge what's going on in Southern California, what's going on in the Midwest. And so we can have an identity as a group, but we're still tribal, we're still regional. And to try to wave a wand and, and apply this set of rules to here and this set of rules to there, it doesn't work. Dude, I did a whole – I started a dossier. Dos, dossier. Is that can you say that word again? Dos, do, I started <laughs> a dossier. I started a pair a of dockers. Dossier. <laughs> The Dockers? I, I started. I started. A, I started a doxer. I started a doxend, um, <laughs> and a doxendment that had um, basically just. It, I, I just started just writing it down. I, was, I, I think I was watch. I was watching. That's like from the French word that means um, doc. Yeah. It means forking. <laughs> Let's not get back to forking. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, scissor kitties, but it, it, it's it's a thing where you. I was just going through point by point, and I'm like, okay, look, if I could just write it down, like if, if it was going to be the new constitution after the apocalypse, and there were two dudes, and they came across this piece of paper, like this is a way that I feel like if we were to redo it all and just adhere to these things, shit would be better. And it really can't, it really got to the finer points of things, like how you should let the the hierarchy of peterson constantly talks about but you think about it in terms of community hierarchy i think it's useful yes yeah. absolutely let well, the, it is useful whether i think about it or like not. if you want <laughs> right. to if, if you're if you wa- want to do drugs right that should be legal you should be able to do drugs in your own home i don't yeah, care I do. if it's if it's heroin or you know you yeah, you want to you want to huff paint that's up to you right however if it infringes upon your neighbor or your community, Probably. well, the consequences have to be grave. Absolutely, yes. right? But those are dictated by the community, right? And then it's your choice to live in that community or live someplace else, or to where or to make that community miserable. Where it's more well, there's probably a community. Commu- that's where it comes down to. It's finding what category that you fit into, right? So if you're a crack addict and you live in a house full of uh, you know, church going Christians who you know, don't even drink, you're going to start to feel uncomfortable really, really quick. But guess what? Maybe one town over, there's a community of people who wake and crack. And they're just, <laughs> they're just cracking on there. They're just cracked all the way to I the grocery store. Place, guys, and they're cracking everywhere. Like, they, they go to no a job and I'm like, I'm cracked. Like, I crack, crack, crack. And oh. maybe there's a job you can find for them. Either the community dies or the community thrives. But either way... 
it's you still can keep capitalism, you can keep democracy, and you can keep. Well, I think we're in agreement on drug policy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Darwinism needs to exist. I don't think that. Uh, I think that the more that we enable, the the weaker we become. Yeah. Well, prohibition doesn't work. No. So. Not at all. And I think if you're going to make the choice to destroy yourself, you should have every right. I believe in euthanasia. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I believe in... Well, it's also kind of dumb because if you're going to have more guns in the country than there are, not that everyone kills themselves with a firearm, but if you're going to have more Hold guns... Hold on there, buddy. Don't take my gun away from me. <laughs> you're going to have more guns. Don't you regulate I, Where are you going with this? I'm a pro-gun guy. I'm a pro-gun guy. He's the one. He's showed me more oh, guns. Yeah. You I'm should own as many guns as you want. I'm a pro-gun guy. But, but, but you it, better have but to be, also, be accountable. Yeah, but I also... So that's kind of funny. So I also... This is very nice. I did that. You gave um, it to me. I made It's art. a cock ring. I didn't want to say anything. It's just like a spring. It's just your size. I'm um, used to that size. <laughs> Let's, uh, I'm glad this is, this is anonymous. Just for those who are listening, uh, this is not Ryan, not Ryan built something the size of a wine cork in a little spiral wire. And uh, yeah. And now we're playing and with it. And now Kyle's molesting his pinky with well, it. Well, listen. So, things, weird things have happened. What, here's with guns, okay? Check it out. Right. Here's and with he, guns, y'all. I remember, I remember years ago when he bought his now wife. Uh, uh, hey, you what, bought oh, your wife? What'd you get your a girlfriend? Shotgun. What'd you get oh. your girlfriend for her birthday? A shotgun. I'm like, man, you guys, I need to hang out with you guys more often. I don't have this in my life. I don't have people like you. 12, 20? That's you a 12. 12? Yeah. <laughs> we had some fun times shooting in the desert. Yeah. Anyway, he, sh- he showed me a lot in that Look, world. I didn't have that I'm, growing up. I'm the for, get I'm off for, my property special? I'm, yeah. I'm for guns, <laughs> but I'm also for. Uh, very stringent regulation on the acquisition and the training and the proof of ability and whatever you want to, whatever regulation is going there. You're, you're pro it, regulation. It should be, yeah, I'm for it. And I think that anyone who really is a gun lover ought to be too. And I, I hear about these guys who are where I'm from in Kansas or in Texas, where my dad is from or wherever. They go on about, Don't you know, this is my right. My gun, yeah, second amendment, right. Come on, man. Anyone who gives me that argument is so full of shit. I have shit. the right to bear arms. Yeah. Right. At least shaved. Aren't they Jesus. beautiful? Well, as long as you have lotion. I actually you know. lit a fire and burnt so, off half so the hair on you this have one. sunburn for those bare arms? Uh, no, no. I, I don't believe in that, it. That concept of, of taking a 300-year-old document and applying it to something today is... You guys didn't write some new shit? It's asinine. <laughs> right. But also, that so that's kind of a whole... We're going to do a whole podcast on that. But, um, but with guns... We might have you You've got to know what, you're what the doing? fuck you're doing. And if why? you're going to drive a vehicle and you don't have the same testing for your for your firearm, what is that? So if someone said tomorrow I have to uh, go through 40 hours of training with a licensed professional, uh, I had to you know prove this, do this course, do that course, I would do it. And if it took mm. six months, I would do it. I would do it. Operating a gun and operating a car, yes, it's the same level of of danger. It's the same and responsibility. Well, I mean, it's life. You can kill multiple people in you a vehicle. Can run you can kill yourself and your family. So Absolutely. I'm not arguing the and, point. And 14-year-olds okay, can drive cars. However, if you're thinking about guns, uh, I would say you're not going to get in your gun and drive it to work every day. So that, That's a weird, twisted I know, counter-argument. But, but the idea being that guns are something that most people who own them only use them for sport or recreation and if they don't they use them strictly for protection right and but, prote- but protection to, based guns sit in a locked safe and rarely get touched 
That's a problem. You don't. You need to be training because if you if you are uh, untrained and you're using it for protection, then you're just as dangerous as the other guy. I mean, really. That's why. Sure, cops, but that's if it why sits there for cops. five to ten years and you never get robbed, and all of a sudden you do, are you like you know, are you that Navy SEAL who's like, don't don't talk to me about being great. It's all the training. I'm gone with. Because I remember my training from ten years ago when I took that four hour that, course that's at not, Marriott. That's not a compelling argument to me. No, I'm just curious as to how you think like. Something that you have to do every day, which is driving, and driving safety within driving is pinnacle because you're also dealing with every other idiot on the road and who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Every day, not everybody yes. is shooting guns yeah. every day. Shooting a gun is something that if you want to learn to, it's a skill. I could kill somebody with a knife or a bowling ball, but I don't need to have training. It's a weapon. And there's a lot of tools. But you can't kill ten people in one sitting with that, or um, twenty or fifty, with a knife. No way, zero chance, zero percent chance. Okay, unless you're John. But you can't you born. can't kill ten or twenty, fifty people with a. Gu- I mean, depending on the situation, if they're all lined up and you want to shoot. But I mean, <laughs> like that's that's called premeditated. They're all dead. And regardless of how much training you had with the car, that's still not going to stop you from. You know, if you have sure the motivation to mow sure down fifty people, is. I'm just saying you want more training for guns. Yeah, and I do. And. Well, rather, I'm not saying I'm I from do. the south, so I believe in guns, I and too. I believe that education in guns is is necessary. Well, the left wants to cry about uh, access, and it's not about access, in my opinion. It's about uh, discipline and control and training, and uh, as for when it comes to access, there should be it should be more difficult in the sense that there should be competency training. That's what I'm talking about. Well, are so, you more uh, worried that the guy who gets a gun that doesn't have training isn't going to be able to figure out how to work it? I'm afraid that the guy who gets it without training is mentally unstable or mentally unwell and is going to use okay, it. Okay, so now you're now well. you're talking about accountability, right? So and that's the argument. That's basically the argument that I was making. Yeah, I like, think as that, far that guy as it, should undergo. If it, look, if someone said to me, "I had to, I have to subject myself to a psychiatric evaluation," I would do it. Cool, but you don't have to do that when you go and get a driver's license. You just but, have to be able to drive but, the car. But maybe they should. I'm just saying, like, they could do that too, and that wouldn't bother me. I'm, my point is that when you take yourself uh, and, the, and the lives of your family and potentially lives of others into the control of one person, which is what operating a vehicle is or operating a handgun is or any kind of gun, really, those are two scenarios, very explicit scenarios, where you're not just in control of your fate. You're in control of potentially your families and others. So let's just use those two as an example. They're not completely similar, but they're not so dissimilar. So – in those situations, whatever evaluations ought to be done to make sure that those two things are operated safely, I'm for. And I don't think anyone who really believes that would argue that. And yet there's this huge divide in the country. And yeah. it's not so – I don't feel like my rights are being infringed upon because someone wants to make sure that I'm not a fuck-up before I grab a, uh, a gun or drive a car. This just makes sense to me. All right, so right. – Here's the simple truth to it. I'm from the South. My daddy and my grandpa taught me how to fire a weapon. Okay? They taught me about the responsibility. But you're not a schizophrenic. You're not a Right, 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 right. Right, right, right. But bipolar. So if the argument that you're making is sweeping, you're saying, okay, because I felt like the original argument you were making is that you should have to take a test the same way that you take a driver's test. That was just an analogy, but yeah. 
ended up arriving there. Okay. Well, in that case, then you, you should sweepingly say that the test that's going to be taken needs to be completely reevaluated for both. Meaning, you should psychologically have to take a test before you get a driver's license. Maybe. Yeah. Same way that you have to psychologically take a test before you get a gun. Maybe. Yeah. But I still think it comes down to to the responsibility because I don't know where you learned to drive, but. My parents' farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, someone taught you to drive. On a six shift in a 1991 GMC Sonoma. Nice. I was in a Buick Roadmaster station wagon. Um, but it, you learn from the you, you learn responsibility from your peers and those around you that teach you how to drive. Um, but it, ultimately, it, it is up to whether or not the person is mentally fit. It, okay, so that's I think mental me, mental uh, uh, not. Um, Adeptness, psychological like responsibility, psychological wellness, whatever you want to call it, is a big part of it. So, uh, where I live, um, three days before the borderline shooting, I was at borderline, and that guy was an ex-marine, knew how to shoot, passed military competency, served however many tours. I think he had P- PTSD. He probably wasn't an evil person, but was was ill, seriously ill. And went in and did he, a, he definitely did a, had some demons. Definitely, well, and went and did some really awful, unimaginable thing. So, you know, what kind of testing could we impose on that guy to prevent that? And that's when he's out of the service and goes to apply for a permit for a gun. He's screened. He's subjected to psychological testing. He doesn't have to. He his was medical, in the military. I know, but his medical records are then forwarded to the FFL. To who, which goes to the clinical psychologist. I don't know. I don't know the answers. And I have That's a tough one I because in particular, in that case in particular, it's like okay, you're good enough to carry a weapon while you're protecting our country, but you're not allowed to. Own, you're not allowed to own one without a psychological in, evaluation. But in his case, citizen. that would be true. Sure, after the fact. Yeah, but ask and, and then you'd make the case that you know he received those mental wounds while he was abroad, and then that could be also true. But he shouldn't have a gun, and you know. That's a tough one, really tough one. And that what happens is you see this. We have a mass shooting, a mass shooting, which is an incidence of four or more shot in a single day or a single event, one a day, 365 in 2018. We have a problem in this country with sure. this kind of thing, major problem. Like this is like unprecedented on earth. Do you so, think there's more going on than ever in history or do you think it's just – because we have such so much information, such an such access more, to the media that it's just now much easier to see what is mm-hmm. happening and I how think, glorified it is. I think it is more. I think it is more. So you think there's? I mean, Chicago. I don't think even half of the shit well, that happens I, there goes reported because they're almost yeah, in a police state. I'm not making the so. By the way, Baltimore. I'm also. Not, I don't make. I'm not the guy who's who you know tries to. Um, Excuse statistics. Okay, where so is that you, guy? Can we get him in here? You look, no, no, we don't you want look him. At, we need the statistics skewing guy. You, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, he said, do we get him? A, can we get him a pass? When you no. look at the data, I left him give me outside. some bullshit information. You, you give the, it now. You get the whole pie. There's a big chunk of the pie that's suicides, yeah. which there. If, if you're going to kill yourself, you're going to find a way to do it with your gun, whether you have a gun or not. Then you have another big chunk of the pie, which is gang violence. You have another big chunk of the pie, which is um, domestic violence. I'm not sure how it breaks down, but then there's like the actual homicide by a gun is relatively small. So when you when you extrapolate that out, it's still a big problem. But what's what we've got here still is this issue where people don't want to go to the cafe or they don't want to go to the concert or they don't want to go to the, the bar because they're going to get shot. That's fucked up. You know, I don't know why yeah. the the networks haven't That's picked up the pilot yet. 
Because I feel like everybody's stuck on this whole serial killer kick. That's too. Sad. I work in homicide, <laughs> hunting a serial murder, killer. Why don't Why don't they make one where it's like I'm the foremost authority on mass shootings? <laughs> well, like, I go. I'm the guy they call every time there's a mass shooting, and I have to go and I have to because you're just taking the same premise and scaling yeah. it up. Not to make light of something, but you know, <laughs> but but to make light of it, I am definitely an opportunist. So anybody who's uh, got a television deal, and you know. Right. For uh, for a series, I'm giving you a pitch here. Yeah, you know, here's that he's 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 not just trying so to capture you, one you, murderer. You would call it you would call it CSIMS, but then you might get in trouble for saying something. About <laughs> it would be politically. Oh, there you go. CSIMS. But dude, there's a way to probably a way to do it where you could do it in a politically correct manner. Be like, this is for all the, this is for everybody. This you is know? for everyone. This, this is for this everybody. Is for all of the people. We're doing, it, we're doing it for everybody. But if you had a character who's like, who knows more about that stuff, maybe that would bring a little bit more education, and at least into the realm of I, why I like these to... guys do. Because if you look at the profiles of most of this shit, if they're not, you know, doing jihad and driving down the street, <laughs> like it's literally like a dude who's who, like that guy in Vegas, right? The, who shot up that concert? Yeah. Right. Like what Country was your concert? Yeah. What was that guy? Aldine. No, what was the name of the guy who who did the shoot? I don't uh, remember him, but I remember. I don't know his name. What was his story? Like, what was his motivation? Why? Well, why that, was, that was what's so infuriating about that story is that he had no motivation. He was a well-to-do guy. And he, he thought it was planned, right? Like somebody went in and did the deed and left him there. Didn't leave a manifesto. Didn't leave a note. Didn't leave anything. Just sort of was a guy who was kind of rich guy, rich white guy who just wanted to shoot up a bunch of people and, and did. Totally would have passed your psyche. Inside job. Maybe, maybe would have. <laughs> But listen, just because there are... I'm are, just playing devil's advocate No, it's here. fine. Yeah. It's fine. But you know what? Wouldn't you rather have to jump through a few hoops to maybe prevent some of this than do none of it and let all of it through? Not physically. Metaphorically jumping through hoops. Yeah, but okay. I would not jump through a... He I'm too fat to fit one. through a hula hoop now. There's no way. I, mean, on a, I would on a policy, ever be like, yeah, no, level. I'm not jumping through that shit. Fuck your gun control. I, I, in, that regard, in that regard, I think I'm... I try to toe the line between... The conservatives and the liberals. If I were a politician, which I'm not, no, no, you're but not. if I were, I would say there needs to you be. You have ambitions. There needs to be a marriage between those two things, where we understand uh, the rights, but we are proactive about the prevention of these things. And, and and none of that says you can't have this or that. I wouldn't put a ban on this weapon or that weapon. I would just say, take these evaluations, do this test, do this training, prove yeah. your competency, make sure that you're not a complete retard. That seems do it. logical. It just seems, seems logical to me. Logical. And I think everyone else. Retards seems... don't kill people, bro. You're not supposed to say that word. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a PC. I was just following your lead. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I, not... I, I'm, I'm okay with it because it's I not don't a PC care. PC, but... I, <laughs> I mean, I think, I I think somebody who was <laughs> mentally challenged would probably pull out their wallet full of pictures and show you a photo of a gun. But I don't think they would actually have the ability and then want to give you a hug. Maybe, but I don't think they'd ever use it on you in a malicious manner. They no. they might smile yeah. and poop their pants, but I don't think they would ever. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. When we talk about uh, mental retardation, <laughs> it is nowhere near anybody who would ever fire a weapon on another person. Like that's mental instability and yeah, like psychosis. <laughs> At that point, you're. You, I am defending all def- the mentally yeah, exactly. challenged people exactly. right now. You're insulting them by saying that. I am not. Yeah, it's an insult to yes. them that yes. they would ever commit yes. this crime. How dare you, sir? <laughs> no. 
I'm messing. Guilty as charged. Yes. Okay. Guilty as charged. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah. We so go. we should be able to blockchain so, gun sales. So huge. Mm, so now name. all of a sudden, there's no unlicensed weapons that are out there because there's technology that we could use to that doesn't account for the black market i know you could say oh it's got the serial numbers filed off yada 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 yada, yada. but guess what maybe yeah. we could give it an atomic signature or micro stamp it or something yeah there's different ways i just think that they're cutting costs with the serial number bullshit but that's the only way well, that they've been able scal- to identify that's not scalable what being able to serializing is not scalable no well there's only so many numbers it needs to be uh, mostly sorry number combinations yeah mostly <laughs> mostly just needs to be um there needs to be another unique identifier fingerprint which, would be the one you know uh i think what that requires like a number of points to be that's what i was talking about accurate. the uh, barcode on the hand which you're saying rfn i get it or rfid, RFID yeah, yeah. So there's, there's other ways that are better yeah you know to identify mm-hmm. but and it's coming i think yeah. it's it's coming once once we get rid of the paper dollar and everything's all digital and like you can like how are you scan gonna, what are you gonna throw at strippers when it's bitcoin is the money guns <laughs> i'm gonna throw my gun at her it's yeah, gotta be worth something yeah, yeah take your take your it's gonna be worth something i already throw quarters and change at them <laughs> it's well, whatever you, i get out of the laundry you're gonna be you gonna be throwing flash That's drives right. yeah, at them. exactly <laughs> I'm like, here, this has got a Bitcoin address on it. Make it, it. rain <laughs> ripple. <laughs> you are worth my 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 Bitcoin wallet. Here you Dude, go. I imagine that they wouldn't treat you any less. Like, if you weren't raining cash, that'd be less degrading. You'd have way more strippers up there being like, at least they're not throwing sweaty ones yeah. at me. No, they're throwing me $1,000 they like coins. They're, they're literally like, <laughs> I see this guy plug his thing in and his little reader comes out and says, digits. Here's how much I just tipped I feel you. so much better about myself. So, so, so cut to... to and cut. I don't have to get on the floor and like right. grab all the shit. Right, so cut to the future and now they're on stage with their poles and they're dancing around and there's like a little reader around yeah, every seat shows everybody who's how much they're tipping. No shitsky. Oh I don't know God. what's wrong with with your boy over here because i don't know why he said what am i gonna pay this trip what has he done was he not see the future look all it took was a bathroom break for us to solve that and then problem. she does see and the worst part about the whole gig is it's like now like she has to at the end there's a bunch of crumple sweaty ones that she's got to be like all right thanks that's my time she's down there like mm-hmm. like on her knees but, in, her, in her g-string like but trying she to... doesn't have to write those off she might have to write off the bitcoin tips no no because those aren't tracked those she aren't used tracked. ash Wait, use another like, already, already use another it, yeah. use this hey look look as long as you don't keep it in coinbase you're fine dude what we'll do is we'll we set it up same way they give you ones at the uh we'll do it like dave and busters okay. or like chuck e you cheese get a card. you get a card you get a card you load it up with you your cash how much is in there how much you want to tip boom and you settle out in ones it's at the end card. of the night you walk in however much you want to spend at that strip club it regulates how much you're spending you're still spending they don't have to. De- they don't have to be degraded. Dude, nobody up shows up. To, nobody shows up to a strip club with a stack of ones. You know they issue that shit to you there, right? <laughs> right. They should. And it's not like a stripper walks out every night with like a trash bag full of sweaty ones and it's like, <laughs> I made my, I made my nut tonight, boys. Like, right, I think we solved the problem. Here's the future. Here's the future of strip clubs. Like now, now we don't. He's going to talk to you like he invented it. It's no, going to be great. I can't wait. It's, it's a collaborative effort, but most of it came from our our buddy Ben over here. But here's the thing: you, picture 20, 30, 40 years from now. Not got, even. 
10 you could open this up tomorrow 15 minutes from now you go to the strip club and they're on there and you've got these guys paying with bitcoin right every chair has a little meter and you're on there and, and the stripper can see how much per seat is being tipped via bitcoin or whatever is a screen yeah, yep, a just a screen, screen that she sees. Little numbers. She has to click dollars or whatever. She can see. Well, what do you do about? What do you do? And about all he does is have his, have his phone and just tap it on there. And she Maybe sees. they just give you Monopoly dollars when you walk in. So you you we already talked about. I said Chuck E. Cheese dollars. Right. Like you, you tokenize wanna, it. You Disney Fun Bucks. Have you ever been it. to a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, man. It's a dirty, shitty place. Hold on. It is an AIDS infested. Terrible. There's so many strippers at the Chuck E. Cheese. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. With their bastard. I don't know which one were you at. Well, well, we were well. We were out in the, you know, in suburbia of, of California. We are super loud for these mics. I'll tell you that right now. But well, things are getting Mike. louder as the alcohol continues to flow. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. I don't either. I never know what I mean. But oh, I could explain it to you. I'm an expert. But here's the thing. So he's a, he's about to be a dad. I go out there to visit. He's so far out of L.A. that I usually stay the night. And we're like, hey, let's go to Dave and Buster's. It just so opened far. up. It just opened up out here in my town. We go to Dave and Buster's. It's closed. I'm like, well, hey, it's open now. Right. You there's, didn't say there's a Chuck E. Cheese down the there's street. A there Chuck is street. There's a Chuck E. Cheese across the street. Say so it two so, fucking dudes, middle-aged dudes who just no, cruised in no, Chuck E. Let Cheese. Me, let me finish the story. We walk in the door. That's fucking we, gangster. We walk in. We're like, yep, nope. And we turn around. We walk down the hallway. We walk back out. We're like, this In is, and out. Yeah, 60 seconds. This is not where we want to be. And as a new dad, an c- upcoming new dad, he's like, I don't think I want to be here even when my son is able to enjoy it here. This no. is terrible. No, it's a dirty place. Have you, wait. Guys, stop shitting on the children. cheese. It's not well, good. It's not I was, good. I was there. You gotta go to D&B, with your bro. Children, did, did, I went to Chuck E. Cheese with my son over Christmas for his birthday because it was the only thing that I could really, I had that was close. Did he like and it? And my mom's like, it's relatively clean. We've been there. Like, you just gotta get there early. Oh, it, did all, your son all cleanliness like is relative, though, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, but she said, one thing that she said being from atlanta you'll understand uh you won't you won't, you won't understand but she goes it gets a little dark after one o'clock mm. and after 1 p.m it gets, it gets a little dark? it gets a little dark after inside one, of chuck e cheese yep it sure does it gets dark I'm just trying to be clear and uh yeah hopefully you're following wait but are we talking about chuck e cheese we sure are okay. uh i'm with it yeah and yeah, it did. Absolutely. Sounds like my grandpa. At like 1 p.m., it started to, we, we, we started to look like the talent. Oh. I mean, like, or like, you know, like we were the, <laughs> or, or like the people who, sh- like we were such outcasts. You were the showbiz guy behind the drums. But this is like, Atla- like d- in Atlanta, this was not my territory. Yeah. This was their, obviously their Chuck E. Cheese. But did your son enjoy This was the not Chuck my Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, he loved it I'm until like Kyle. he had kids coming in and using his turn. Yeah. I want Kyle to remember our little brief. Literally five second experience with Chuck. You were talking cheese. over the mic. Can you talk into the microphone? I want you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he I saved a photo. That shit's admissible. I didn't pick that up. You're saying he did. He, uh, that's what he yes. <laughs> yes, that's what he meant. Well, they don't turn the lights off, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. So. I didn't get that until right this second. Oh my word! And I have to do. I have to do most of our <laughs> podcast with him. I wouldn't have thought that the guy from Florida that would have been lost yeah. on him. No. Yeah. it was totally lost on me. But you know what, Kyle? Good on you. Let me raise this up. You, you just keep talking like I'm, way over. No. Talk to that. So much better. Uh, so much better. You got to talk dead center into it instead of. Hey, I'm over here. Anyway. We had our brief 30 seconds. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi, Hi fellas. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? 
I know I would. I'd smother myself in mustard and relish. I'd be delicious. Do you do clown? Are you a clown at the party for the kids? What am I? What am I? A clown? You? Not not a paid clown. <laughs> I'm not going to pay you. But... I show up as a clown. They never He's ask. A clown. You can put a rubber He's nose a... on your face. You are not a. I, I usually a... get the mothers coming to me and be like, "We didn't order a clown." <laughs> no, that's no. what the dad's saying. That right before security escorts you out of the party. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Where is there security? Well, I don't know. You don't go to the same parties that I do. No. There's always paid professionals you're, you're, with handguns yeah. at the front door. You're at high net worth. Hey, parties. Johnny's five today. Look, look. <laughs> Welcome. Look, we got I, pizza for the kids. Did don't you, mind the guys you, with machine guns. Did you qualify for that? I had a <laughs> what do you point, do, bro? I had a point to make. It was lost on on what all about all Chuck E. Cheese points are being lost on. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. We uh, we got to we got to dial you down. The, the point the point is is he and I went to Chuck E. Cheese for five seconds and cut to four years from now with with his little son and, and you're headed right back and they're going right back yeah, once more into the fray. Kyle, you're gonna be jumping in that ball pit. Dude, uh, you don't get in the, the ball dude, pit. Dude, you don't get in the ball pit. That's where you get syphilis. <laughs> yeah. Who it doesn't want syphilis? seems like a filthy place. There's a thing in my town called Dojo Boom, which is like a trampoline. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, sky, we have Skywalk. Yeah, sky, yeah. It's sky, some, not Skywalk. So I think I'll take him there and let him expend his energy You know, at $5 an hour or whatever it costs there. Whatever you can do to wear him out, that's what you can yeah. look for. Yeah, there's doing. a kid up north where my wife is from who went to that a place called their place called skywalk and uh i was talking to my mother-in-law and she's like oh yeah it was terrible you didn't you take you take your son to those places and we're like yeah she goes oh there's a there's a five-year-old boy has birthday there and one of his guests is a little girl a girl you know six seven years old she's she's quadriplegic yes i've seen nothing i'm sorry i know you're gonna be a new dad soon i've seen nothing but horrible stories about the dojo boom dojo boom. you're not focusing all the smiling faces that walk out the door like you that just, was the best time ever you just told you're me focusing on the one in a hundred thousand yeah, kids exactly. who get paralyzed you just told me about the one because he fell on his of head of course yeah you know, the kid fell on fell his on head. Head. i'm just saying that's that when you have somebody who goes to your amusement park and dies once a year like that's a liability yeah, you don't want. That's to. what you that's what I'm presenting. That. Like, look, you can be a cool dad and be like, "Look, my son, he's not gonna hurt. He can jump around, do whatever he wants." Look, if I'm the guy, careful. if I'm the guy who's one in the hundred thousand kid gets paralyzed for You'll jumping around the oh wow you're gonna roll boom. you're gonna roll that dice i wouldn't take i'm gonna take him to dojo boom i'm not taking my child if i ever have a child to this jojo boom. Well, what are you gonna take him to fuck what are they gonna do for fun you're gonna take him uh, drive him around i town would throw him out of an airplane with a parachute okay you're not gonna be a good father i'm, I'm gonna be a great father <laughs> i'm gonna say that right now <laughs> You can't. You can't I'm gonna draw a line yeah. here. This you should is, just go uh, right it's to the doctor right now and get a vasectomy. Like, I'm gonna say no on that. You guys are. What is wrong with the dojo boom? Because there's a trampoline. Hold on. They can get double jumped and yeah, land on yeah, their yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, your kids. There's a lot believe it or not, kids are. They're pretty durable. Yeah. You. You know, my son, what had bruises on his face and his forehead. Still does. You don't know where they come from. He runs into walls. It happens. That's that. You. you I didn't do when it. you're learning to walk, you fall. The down trick is stuff. to let them get hurt, but not let them get so hurt that they can't. You know, like you carry might on. experience in skydiving. So when they're jumping around on this this trampoline, so they can't be on a trampoline now because they might get break their neck. Okay, no, they can be, but you're gonna throw them on there at five or six years old and be like, hey, you know what? They might get hurt, but hopefully they don't get. 
paralyzed. Dude, yes. worst case yes. scenario. But they can easily at this point. That's like saying you walk out your front door, you get hit by lightning. I mean, but fucking dude, life worst, is dangerous. Worst case scenario for him at the dojo bounce castle, whatever bullshit he just said, okay. is that a kid is rolling around in a wheelchair. Worst case in yours, they bounce and dig in like Wiley Coyote and their teeth are chiclets. And Wiley Coyote gets away with stuff that my children won't he's, get away he's with. He's also very durable, so he's not a good example because he gets blown up and falls off cliffs. And He does? No, Wiley, Wiley, Wiley Coyote. Oh, yeah, but he's not your son. But if he was... He doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> I haven't no, even I've never know met him. He's quite wolfy. I yeah. haven't met the boy. <laughs> well, look, I, I gotta say... You do? Today has been a treat. Oh, are you closing shop? Are we winding down? I think he is. I think I might be. I think we've touched on a lot of things. We did not... Here's what we did not get into. Well, there's more we can... If we... we, it, we hey, we look take, forward we to can, saving it for the next We can round. take another break and get a, get a third third one in if you had enough fun to come back to our studio. What's our, what a, a great time. What's our timeline? What are we looking at? Well, we're looking at 10 to 5 right now. We're, we're, the crypto market is about to close. We Holy balls. It. We it's 4... Five zero. Right now, if you want to beat traffic, well, he's not, he, I think he's I'm already, for that. Yeah, he's yeah. already. Yeah, he's either going back to Mid City or he, we're hanging. All right, I'll do. I'll put a hard stop at six. How about that? <laughs> There's no chance of, I'm, I'm yeah. getting home at any decent time at this. Yeah, place. but I, I, I gotta say, for our, but season, we probably got to trim out the booze if we're right. gonna be going. We got. Yeah. We got. We got to. No, that's the reason I'm calling quits. A normal. We gotta have that 45 minute downtime. A normal time. quitting I've time. I've had like three beers. Yeah, a normal quitting time. Right now, I could probably drive home. Okay, if we if we do a, another podcast, he's going to be hour. too wasted to walk out of here. You should have seen him at the Christmas party, <laughs> dude. He's he cannot he can't handle himself. I can handle myself. Dude, he's seen me handle myself in many, but have many I, but have situations. I, I imagine both of you I during have, the times that he's talking about were not handling yourselves at that time he like, couldn't he definitely he was responsible for judge. him and you were responsible for you <laughs> and he was true. just like <laughs> look true. at ryan throwing up on himself and true. like that was the extent of your responsibility we didn't for get into politics as much as i wanted that's to a poke. good thing that's, that's a, i wanted to poke this guy we did the religious we did the religion thing i liked that we did the we did the, we did the parenting thing i like that well what did you we, did we, I thought we, talked, we, we covered libertarianism kind of no, that's true very basically that's true that's true we got through with a lot of a lot of topics i wanted the two of you to me because i think you could debate well i feel like a brush I, I mean we, we well, kind the of, problem is we're too similar that guess is what's seeming like it is, it yeah, is. But which there, is good which is good that means it didn't get too heated and i didn't have to be over here in media and be like all right so one thing that we didn't do uh that we probably will do later if we get a chance is all all the parallels that could be drawn between what we're talking about one of which is when i was talking about like blockchaining um id for immigration, for taxes, for everything, creates more transparency, but they could shut down your bank account, etc. Mm -hmm. Also, as far as the voting system is concerned, blah, 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 blah. Um, the next is technology uh, as it relates to um, identity uh, and the next generation and how they're going to have to deal with that. So, like, chipping your children. What are you talking about? Uh, like, when you go to the DMV and you get an ID, there's going to be a new process. Yeah, we won't even that. have that yeah. as we move forward. Because, um, you know. So, when they're born, there's going to be a system? Well, you think yeah, when a I child th is born, there's going to be a chipping system? I think it'll be optional for parents at first, but I think eventually it'll be – there'll be some non-painful way to identify you. And maybe it's just a simple DNA, something that's uh, – that, that it's a scannable thing that, that keeps your, your identity up at the forefront. But all of your information that's contained by that one little fingerprint thing that's mm – -hmm. you cannot replicate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. 
and that's going to be definitely a, a future. It's a, fu- it's, a, it's a futurist look. I mean, like out into the future, mm-hmm. there's no way for us to be able to deal with um, all of the different identity. Like identity theft is such a big problem, uh, it and it's and it's one of the reasons why Scary. a lot of people get scammed out of shit, including in the cryptocurrency market. Most of the reason why people lose their shit is because. People have figured out how to fake their way into certain account exchanges and or misrepresent themselves. But it all comes down to why uh, things like LifeLock exist and people are willing to spend their money on, you know, identity theft insurance. their identity. Right. And that's why you also have dead people voting. But um, (laughs) very few. But yeah. But it's it's, that's still identity theft, man. (laughs) So the idea of being able to maintain an active record of people who are in the country where they are what's going on blah 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 i mean that for it it's it's the same problem that we're dealing with now in social media we're just talking about it on a governmental level you don't have any privacy now they're going to know when you're taking a dump later and whether or not your urine is free of toxins i've got to think more about the issues that i feel really strongly about which are and I've got to think about it. Like balls? I've got to think about... You're saying you're not sure. Yeah, I've got to... I I want to... You'll be prepared next time you come I want to ponder more on the topics that I feel really passionately about. Right. But the problem is I'll I'll prepare and then we'll probably just be quite perfectly aligned on all those issues and then we'll be a boring I have no problem with talking to people who agree with me. I mean, I actually find it refreshing. Well, honestly, it's still... It's... No matter how much you guys agree on all the things you're talking about, you're still coming... You're still... Getting it out there, you're still hashing it out in your mind with somebody else who either agrees or might still poke holes but agree. I mean, I still think it's a healthy form of expression or growth or understanding of things. Uh, even if you're debating with somebody who agrees or doesn't disagree. I mean, you guys don't completely agree, right? There's still... I think that the Trump MAGA hat has a beautiful <laughs> statement, but it's a total fashion no-no. <laughs> I brought mine, but I didn't wear it. I'm, I mean, if, I'm, I'm indifferent on that. Right? Yeah, well, so am I. I mean, to the fashion of it, because I think it's just too basic. Okay, you could put any lettering <laughs> on that hat. Basic. Like you, if it you honestly eat, took eat the, the red hat with the white lettering, and it says "Eat Mac and Cheese." It, yeah, it'd be like "I love the Lord." Yeah, and you would still idea. get your ass handed to right. you by anybody who saw you how wearing a red that? hat no. with white letters like how weird is that this this presidency brought the maga group right the red hat is a signal what was the what and was i don't and I, when i say that i support the statement i support the statement as a standalone okay i am not saying that i support everything that is represented meaning i don't uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say oh, i'm a trump guy it's not that the statement make america great again it's not to say that America is not the greatest country that ever existed. It is and probably more prosperous now than it ever has been. However, there's a big <laughs> there's fucking there's a big fucking divide. Yeah. That unfortunately, we as people in a society are politically alienating each other and at odds over uh, because of that statement, but that well, statement should be drawing us together. I believe in the statement. We should. Yeah, we should be. Point. Yeah, it is interesting. It point. is dividing us. It's but also, it should be bringing us it's together. Also, it was a good point. It's also really weird, as a guy from the Midwest, where I find myself in California. At most of the time, I'm not at odds with everything that I come. I, I'm pretty left leaning, for the most part, on most social issues. But there are things where I'm. Whatever I said, I'm mostly libertarian. 
And that's counterintuitive to a lot of the predisposition of a lot of the, the people that I'm around all the time. And that's tricky. That's going to be tricky with the parents of the other kids that come up with my kids. But you're so also going to find similar that. people that are like you too. We yeah, make but... our own soap. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a fight club? <laughs> you never bathed with organic oatmeal? Yeah, all right. I hey, was fight club. Because they make soap for bombs. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, oh nitra, nitra, yeah. What, what are the, uh, the, the soap that... The soap that they made was made out of nitro, like glycerin soap. Mm-hmm. But if you add uh, the right components, you got nitroglycerin. You got a bomb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, glycerin soap, glycerin. Well, I want to, I want to make sure that you know, a month from now or so, when you've got a baby, you get to come back here on the Larry Dick. And your show. timing yeah. was good because we. Uh, I'll get, I'll get back. He told me that you were willing to go today, and I was like, okay, we're gonna take an extended, you know, two well, or three hours hour. to do this because we never. Like most of the time, we we're lucky to get a show in Him per and I week. Will do a, a thirty minute. Well, I'm happy to please our our vast audience. Yeah. Oh my God, they're salivating Jonathan, for more. <laughs> Jennifer, whichever who's ever out there, thank you for listening to us. I, I don't think there's a single person named Jennifer who would find our show entertaining. <laughs> no, but once t- I, but I but I a found Tammy, a Tammy or a Tiffany might, but Tammy, <laughs> Tammy Lynn. I don't think Jennifer. Are we I think Jennifer is a little names now. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Je- I think Jennifer wears like. Like the you know thick cut panties she doesn't wear like anything you know that would put herself out there too much apologies to all the jennifer jennifer does not yeah. have a tattoo jennifer uh was reluctant to get her ears pierced too early projecting yeah. anything <laughs> oh sorry maybe you know a jennifer and she's like a tattooed prostitute I who loves this show jennifers and they're all very sweet yeah, <laughs> and they would love the show. We'll even, look, we could be PC all we want, but nobody on this podcast has any. I idea also who want to note are. that that Ryan has not put the lighter down since we can't. He is holding a li- in, in in pure like groupy Motley Crew yeah, audience like, member style. I quit smoking, but it's like I can. I have one today. Because have you this stopped? Is special. Have you stopped for two thousand nineteen? He hasn't seen me. Oh no. Uh, yes. That's it for us today. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. We'll be quit. back soon. Mm-hmm. Here's a message from our sponsor. Coors Light. <laughs> Coors Light. Coors Light.